What is going on, everybody? It is episode 308 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I had a case of the Mondays yesterday. Today, I think I have a case of the Tuesdays, and then tomorrow I'll have a case of the Wednesdays, etc. What does et a case of the Tuesdays look like? Um, just, you know, generally being unhinged and uh, not giving anyone in Hollywood any slack. That's what they love you for. I know it. <laughs> anyway, we've got Hannah Claire today. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimo. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Thanks like, for having me on, guys. I like that shirt. I Thank like that, you. I like the, the stripes. The stripes. Yeah. stripes. It's a nice and interesting Bold. pattern. Yes, yeah. bold. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, the Golden Globes had like a weird roast session of Tom Cruise because Hollywood is full of a bunch of pandering losers who want to like uh, besmirch the good name of the man who's proving all of their narratives wrong. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about BAFTAs So White, if you're wondering what the hell the BAFTAs are. It's the British Academy of Film and Television Awards. Um, and they went through like an overhaul a couple of years ago in which they worked to increase diversity all for nothing, apparently, because all 49 winners at this year's BAFTAs were uh, not of any sort of minority extraction, which has angered a lot of the internet, as you can imagine. It always does. And also, um, Alison Brie, who is an actress working with her husband, Dave Franco, related to James Franco, uh, uh, she has said that it's not weird at all that her and her husband, that her husband directs her sex scenes. <laughs> so I'm sure that uh, there's going to be a, a bunch a of hot takes. They have a great relationship. Yeah. How I'm, dare you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sure that we're going to get some hot takes on that. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Maddie Healy calling out somebody named Youngblood who Mary knew that I did not. Have you really never heard of Youngblood? Never heard of Youngblood. He's like done a song with Avril Lavigne. He's like one of those Mm. pop punk revivalist people. Well, the name is is, uh, cultural appropriation. Like the name is cultural appropriation. He's he's calling out his feminism, his male feminism, which should be called out at all times, (laughs) uh, to be fair. So we're going to talk about all that. Before we get into it, though, I do want to point out that Alec Baldwin has seemingly already gotten off a portion of uh, what he could have gotten with his charges. He has had his charges reduced by the district attorney. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, by the district attorney. So they, they've reduced the, uh, the in, it's just involuntary manslaughter now, so the maximum will be 18 months. They've gotten rid of the, I know, coming. right? They got rid of the in the manslaughter and the commission of a lawful act charge, and they got rid of the firearms enhancement charge. Did anybody really expect anything less to come from Hollywood? The, they, the, they have big talk yeah. about no one's above the law. Yeah. Uh, and then the firearms enhancement charge is immediately dropped. They, um, the, the district attorney, at least a spokesperson for the district attorney, said it was to avoid further litigious distractions from Baldwin's lawyer, which, you know, to be fair, I'm sure Baldwin's lawyers, which cost lots and lots of money, are making it very, very difficult on them. But I, I didn't expect anything less to come from something like this from rich, famous people. Did you? Well, we'll get into it more. No, I don't expect it. On the other hand, I think it's worth talking about the legal argument that his yeah. team made. Well, so. go ahead. No, I mean, this wasn't a topic for today. I just oh, want to okay. give people an update well, on it. The argument that that uh, Baldwin's lawyers made is uh, is that the uh, legal enhancement for firearms wasn't a law when mm. he committed the crime. And so, therefore, should he be tried under a law that wasn't applicable at the time? Uh, or should, you know, g- crimes going forward, 
I think the law was mm. passed in like yeah. May of 2022. So if you in if response he, to the rest shooting or just in general, it's not clear. I haven't looked into it super in depth. I think it was already in the works in their legislation or in their mm. legislative government. So this was something they had been considering for a while. The shooting happened. Uh, does it retroactively apply to cases past? Are they also doing this for other charges? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's worth considering that perhaps he did have a good legal argument. Mm. But no, we're not surprised that. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was telling that the prosecutors were like, okay, fine, we'll drop it. Like, we just need to keep going with this case. You yeah. can't just stall us forever. Yeah. Yep. But darn, I, I wanted him to get the five, year, five I mean, years. I he was never going to get the five well, he's, years. Because he's just such an unabashed jerk. He's yeah. such a Hollywood jerk face. Yep. Yeah. I mean, both <laughs> he and the armor are still facing 18 months in prison and $5,000 fines. It seems crazy to me that the armor and Baldwin are facing the same charges. I feel like as he was the one holding the gun, perhaps well, yeah, he totally. should have something else, but they're being charged the same way, which is weird. There are also no charges brought for, uh, I think his name's Joel Souza, the director who got injured. Well, he pl copped a plea, right? That guy, that guy yeah. copped a plea. No, yeah. that's someone else. That's uh, the, another person who's working with the guns. But Joel, right. so it was Helena Hutchins who died and mm. then Joel Souza who got hit by the bullet. Okay. And so they, oh, well, yes. he like, he chose not to press charges. Right. Yeah. But theoretically, he doesn't have the option, right? Like, it's a criminal case. I haven't seen that he chose not to uh, press charges. I just know that they didn't file any charges. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, it's it's as if we expected anything different to come from Hollywood. That's what it is. Uh, I also want to give a, a, a shout out to Nefarious. I did get a chance to see this movie yesterday, and I saw some people talking about it online. Uh, this is um, uh, uh, Steve Deese was on IRL last night mm -hmm. and we got a, a chance to watch it and I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be allowed to talk about it but I did see people talking about it on Twitter so I do think it's okay um, it's a recommend from me cool. um, it, I, I, the funny thing is is you you see people who do movies um, who come here and you always wonder if they're going to be able to get like talent for these things but the actors they got for this I knew both of the the act, you know, the the main actors here, Sean Patrick Flannery, and obviously, uh, obviously, and then Jordan Belfi, are both actors that I had seen before. And as good as Jordan Belfi is in this movie, is the is the doctor who's sent there to evaluate um, the case of uh, the inmate who's being mm. uh, he's about to be executed. So the theme of this movie is, uh, if you've read Steve Deese's book, is this is an inmate who's on trial who, or who's been convicted of uh, the crimes he's been accused of, and he's on death row, and he has one last chance to have a doctor come in and do an evaluation to make sure that he's fit for you know basically fit for execution they have to make sure that he's mentally competent that he's not insane mm -hmm. and uh, the scenes between Sean Patrick Flannery's character who is the one uh, who's being you know um, looked at by the doctor and then James Martin which is played by Jordan Belfi they're good but the movie shines the most when Sean Patrick Flannery is on his own in this movie meaning the scenes when he's going between the character of Nefarious and the body he's inhabited are expertly done. They're, they're, they just graze the edge of like a little bit over the top, but in a way that feels natural to the movie. I would recommend that everyone go and see this. It's, it's not overly long. I think it's an hour and 39 minutes. And one of the biggest compliments that I can give it is that when they... Um, 
Actually, I don't, you know, I'm going to hold off on that because that, that actually might be a, a spoiler of sorts. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to hold off on that. So, um, But it's worth it. For for just those two actors' performances, I do think it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. Steve Deese is obviously a very influential guy in these circles. And they got real talented people. And I, I thought that was interesting because a lot of times you have to wonder, like, uh, unfortunately, we have to ask that question now. If they work on a movie like this, are they going to be branded mm-hmm. um, a certain way? And uh, Jordan Belfi is like, it's funny because I, I remember him. He played like a porn mogul on like two episodes of castle like back in the day he's a good journeyman actor like he's like he's one of those actors where if you've watched any amount of like network television you've seen him guest uh you've seen him guest spot and roll but sean patrick flannery absolutely like elevates this movie so i would recommend that everyone go see it. it's getting a nationwide release i believe yes um so yeah it's Uh, funny that you watched alone rather than with everybody else. No, everybody was there. There was people down. So you I, weren't, I you, went. You watched it with everybody. Yeah, I went down. I, I oh, missed okay. the first five minutes, but then I I, I went down. And, oh yeah, and I must watched have seen it. So. The first five minutes. Um. So no, I, I did go down there and okay. watch it with everyone. So I I do think it's worth it. It's uh it's very very good. It's cool. it's shot in minimal locations. It doesn't need to be. It's it's very good. So we got that. And also, Mary, tell us about. Um, is this cringe of the day? Would you call this cringe of the day? Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. I I saw this and I immediately thought I need your takes on. It. Um, I am a true believer in the green line theory where whoever is leaning in in the picture is the submissive one. Uh, I, I don't know where the baby stands in this. I think the baby gets an out. I don't think you can be if you're, uh, yeah. you're under 18. You don't. He's not fall. making a conscious choice if, on how he's <laughs> posing. If you're listening right now, this is a Vogue cover featuring Rihanna and ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. and their baby who I don't know the name of. Um, and it's just, it's very clearly staged in a way that makes Rihanna look like the leader, the dominant one in their relationship, in a position that ordinarily the man would be taking. Like, she's literally taking his hand and leading him forward in a very, in a very open posture, and he's just kind of, like, in the back, taking orders... <laughs> Taking care of the baby. Well, he's got to take care of the kid. Um, <laughs> it, it rubbed me the wrong way, for sure. I just, it's just really funny because the, I mean, they're both at an angle. She's at an angle too. She's just leaning away from him. Right. <laughs> that's the point though. She's, if you're, if the woman is leaning away yes. from the man, yeah. then it means she's like not really invested in the relationship. Does, does the fact that they're in forward motion change this? Uh, uh, normally this would be done during a stock photo in which you've posed for the picture. This is a picture in motion. So there may be a flag on the play here. The, the, the same yeah. principles may not apply because her body is in motion and a body in motion tends to stay in motion. I also am curious to see like content of the article. Is it a split 50-50 ASAP Rocky and Rihanna cover <laughs> or is it Rihanna's cover that they were like, oh my gosh. You can be your... in it, I guess. Well, and like they know <laughs> right. they'll sell magazines because I don't know that they've done a joint interview as a couple and like she's been very private about her kid. Like, mm-hmm. is this a way of them being like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were the photo director for this and it's mostly about Rihanna, it doesn't, it makes sense to me that you put her in the foreground. Like, I don't think Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, it, I, I get the Green Line Theory when it's like candid. If they were on the red carpet or mm-hmm. something, for stage photos, it's harder to tell because like there sure. are so many people being like, stand over here and jump there and yeah. you wear this outfit and give the baby to him. And also, you know, it, it, it 
It's not a the artistic direction. This, though, yeah, there's is there's telling. art direction here. Yeah, but yeah, so maybe but like it's not. If green... I tell you to stand next to someone you're dating in a certain way, yeah. it, I'm putting my own interpretation of your relationship as opposed to like if yeah. I catch you guys. So candidly. it's the art director we're judging on the green lines here, <laughs> not Rihanna, Rihanna, and and ASAP I mean, Rocky. Maybe they were cool with it. I yeah. just mean like it's it's a little bit of a tainted data set, right? Like we'd have to we'd have to right. go through their photos. Like they had that one uh, photo shoot when she was first saying she was pregnant and they walked around New York and I, oh. I know she had like a pink coat and her like belly out and it didn't really I really sense. didn't like how she dressed while pregnant. She was It was not um. for me at all. But then I would want to apply the green line theory because it's a little bit more like... We tried to, to analyze pictures of Harry and Meghan with the green lines. It's bad. Really? Because we thought it was up. weirdly like equal. Like yeah, they're very uh, no, straight up and down. He's he's has to be trained because he's royalty, right? So he's did you see him leaning in? I see him leaning in, and I also in. he is much more deferential. Like she is always facing forward, and he is more likely to like angle Look towards at her. her. Yeah, uh, I, I don't see. know how seriously he we, takes cues from her right reactions and like to things. Like one of the things that they get compared <laughs> to with William and Kate a lot is mm. that William and Kate never hold hands in public, but mm. that's a decision they made, and they've said like it's because we're on the job like it's a professional setting so therefore like us having tons of pda isn't appropriate whereas like megan and harry seem to like lead each other around by the hand like they are very much trying to present like we are a couple play pay attention to us as a couple it's funny i was looking at the prince charles who's is william the one that's married to yes to yeah to Kate Middleton. To Kate Middleton. Yeah. They were do there's like all these weird propaganda articles about her hitting his butt with her hand that are very And it was like, a, like such a it's, nothing. It's so it's supposed to but there was like more after that where like she's like moving like he's like moving forward and her hand like kind of looks like it touches him and it doesn't and like, it almost looks accidental. A barrage of articles were written that just prove that all of it is propaganda mm -hmm. on some level. Like look how happy they were. I kid you not, I saw another one yesterday that says three other times Kate Middleton has hit him on the butt. And I'm like, they just immediately hate, start I'm like, searching. I'm like, for I hate weird. these people. I also, whose <laughs> job is that to be like, gotta find her touching um, his butt? Yeah. Here's what Rivolino said about Rihanna's face here. He said, does Rihanna look happy in this photo? When a woman is forced to be in charge, she is forced to take on a dominant masculine role. She is forced to suppress her nurturing, submissive, feminine essence. She is forced to go against her nature. This is why Rihanna is not smiling. Has then they, they showed a different picture in the replies with similar green lines um, where she's she's facing forward he is behind her once again they say that like, I think she they're had comparable a... in terms of celebrity though they it's just so hard for me to tell when it's something I know is staged by yeah. an art director. They said that like the art director didn't tell her not to smile. Like I would have been interested. Like you, if you, you took she their... can't smile in that photo. It doesn't make any sense if she smiles. Or she smiled in one, but then they picked the one where yeah. she's not smiling and put Ooh, it on the cover. Scroll down to the picture of Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. It's really bad. Um, it's below that one. Yeah. Oh my god. Telling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, like, uh, so she's we... like not smiling, not leaning in. Her legs are open. While That's Will Smith's legs part. are crossed. So and he's leaning into her and she's he's smiling. Woman spreading mm -hmm. there. See, that's like the kind of uh, dynamic that's going to lead a man to slap Chris Rock in a fit of rage. Well, they get uh, um, they get testy when they get emasculated that much. That's true. <laughs> you know who could blame him? Um, yeah. So look, I I think you're right. I think the the fact that it's not a red carpet photo where they're asked to just pose probably right. makes this. I would want to see thing. like the red carpet or their Instagram photos. Like I want to see something that they 
put up or like when they're naturally flowing. Yeah. It's harder to tell <laughs> here. But people did have a really strong reaction to this cover, which was like kind of funny because <laughs> it was like everyone from every angle had a criticism of it. Like, why can't Rihanna have her own cover? Why does she have to bring her man and baby to it? Like, yeah. oh, wow. Like, she is showing off that she has a family even though she's a career woman. Like, yeah, it just yeah, like yeah. no one liked this cover, which I really don't think it's that bad. Everyone's like, just battling it out. It's fine. It's just a cover of a magazine. My yeah. critique would be more for whatever those awful pants he's wearing are. They're I didn't like, like his outfit here. He's like, just like shirtless with a vest on. Leather, like, um, he looks like one of the Hardy Boy professional wrestlers from the 90s. I miss when they wore those like comforters to the Met Gala. They both wore like <laughs> oh, down yeah. comforters. And, like, Billie Eilish and her boyfriend. No, Rihanna, yeah, whatever they both They, they did Sam that Rocky. too? Yeah, his was like all so black. So Billie Eilish was copying. For sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, style icon Rihanna and again, I can't remember his name. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. It looked comfy. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Should I screw up because there's couple. a rapper named Aesop Rock, so I always want to say Aesop Rocky, but that's not Aesop. Is it like Aesop's fable? Yeah, fables or whatever? yeah. He, he was one of the the lame uh, wannabe intellectual rappers from the underground scene <laughs> in the late '90s or 2000s. Horrible. Oh, Harry Potter update at all? Oh, you were, um, you were like halfway through one of them, right? I am still halfway yeah. through. I'm just gonna watch on the weekends, yeah. but I'm yeah. I have to at least ask. Update. No, sorry. Nah, that's okay. No update. All right, but I'm so, working on it. I think I'm just going to binge through them. I have a bookshelf I want to paint. I'll put on Fast and Furious. You need I'll an activity so to pair with it. I actually do because otherwise I like, oh, I can turn this off and do something else because I'm not invested like, in it. Yep. I usually <laughs> embroider, but like, yeah. Ugh, I've just... actually like taken that up. I'm going to like embroider during the next Harry Potter film. I like doing that generally when watching TV because otherwise I find myself like at my phone or like I want to get up and do something and like having... A handicraft, like I'm a Victorian yeah. lady, it's nice. <laughs> All right, guys, before we get started, could you please hit the like button, subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already. If you would like to contribute to the crisis, there's the crisis meter down there and scare the crap out of Hannah Claire with the brand new crisis party sound effect that I have put together for this week. Why do I feel like it's just yeah. like dolphins screaming? That's it's, actually what I asked for, I think. It's, it's pretty close. It's, okay, it's not really close, but it's, it's fantastic. So you can, you can see the bar down there. That is where your super chats go to. If you have a question or a comment, if you want to tell me I'm wrong about something or tell Mary she's right or wrong about something, they can do or that. Or tell Brett he's right about something. Well, That's I, I I know I'm right. I don't I need them to tell me. I think it's funny that you are asking them to tell you you're wrong. You want to be challenged. They tend to think I'm wrong. You're feeling uh, pugnacious today. Yeah, well, you yeah. know. So, uh, all right. I think we should just get right into it. So, Tom Cruise is uh, way too awesome for the rest of Hollywood because Hollywood is full of losers. Uh, and thus, they had to take out their vitriol on him at the Golden Globe Awards by having a weird type of roast sesh that just reeked of insecurity well, this is even worse me. than the Golden Globes. This is yeah. the... Directors Guild of America yeah. Awards, so it's even more niche yeah. um, and elitist. But, yeah, but the Jared Golden Globe Carmichael, one was from that was from the Golden yeah. Globes, right? But the funny part about that is, is I actually agree with them. Tom Cruise giving back his awards on the basis of diversity is like the totally cringiest weird, thing he's yeah. is like the cringiest thing he's ever done. I also was like, I looking, don't know, man. What is he supposed to do? I was he's looking, not supposed to take awards from people who apparently deserve them more from him. Well, he already he already won them. Like, uh, like it was like past years. Be cooler if he gave back awards. like an IOU. But yeah, he gave back like awards he'd already it, won. You will just never top Kanye peeing on his Grammys. Like that that's peak award show mentality. Like don't 
let the prestige of a stupid award show control your ego. Can you imagine if like someone won an award and he stands up and he's like, but you know, I realize that I'm a part of the problem with my race and whatever else. So I'm going to give it to the next guy. And the next guy's like, well, I don't need a handout from you. They want handouts now. Hollywood loves handouts now. We're going to get to that next. Or they pick another person. It's like, it's like another man. He's like, no, it should go to a woman. And then like on stage, (laughs) we're watching them debate over who should win this award. The whole monologue introducing the Golden Globes by Jared Carmichael. First, I had heard of him, by the way, was like just racial grievance peddling. And it was so unfunny and uncomfortable and awkward that I think they were only the people in the audience were only laughing because they were drunk. Other than that, I would be stone cold. (laughs) Or they had like, yeah, like cue cards being like, like, clap now, laugh now. (laughs) It is funny. I think it is so funny. It's so funny. I'm such a bad white person. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And he made fun of Tom Cruise because you're obligated to do so. He joked about Tom Cruise uh, exchanging his... Golden Globes that he gave back, which I, I'm okay for with. the return yeah. of the wife of the president or leader of Scientology, which, the, which is funny because in the in the article they say Isn't not she missing. The, so, so from what I've I, what I did, but then Scientology denied it for no, years. Apparently, <laughs> like they, the um, Leia Ramini filed a, a missing persons yeah. report, and the police found her, and she just said like I'm not missing, but I'm a private person. But I love the idea that it doesn't matter because there's probably Scientologists See, in the police force. I watched Leah Remini, who was like, she like was like, I filed a yeah. police report. I went, I went to, they yeah. went to like a residence that apparently Shelly lives at. But then they were like, Are you Shelly Miss Graves or whatever her name is? And she's like, Yup, I'm good. I'm just private. But they didn't like check her any information to confirm exactly. that it was her. Like anyone could have been like, Yes, it's me. It's me, Shelly. Shelly, I'm good well, to go. They here's what the LEPD yeah, said been seen publicly by even it was in 2014 that they did this check. No, they, um, they, didn't they say they went to her house? They went to, to her location. I could be in her house and say I'm her. Like right, these exactly. Officers don't know who she is. They went to her location, personally made contact with her and her attorney, sus. That part who's her sus. attorney? Who's just hanging and out? And he's a Scientologist. He's just staying over. He right. happens to be over for lunch when this happens. Detectives found her to be alive and safe. Uh huh. And closed the investigation. There's good pe- job, police pictures of her so it's not like they Look, wouldn't be able no, to none check none of the recent ones right and like what if she's lost much weight what if she's gaining much weight women dye their hair all the time like what, i just i mean maybe what it's if her. they transferred the consciousness of another person into another person's body and they just, never said they like saw identification There's, or spoke to her privately it doesn't make any sense also like if she, she literally had the, a handler she's the wife of this very important person for this religion and she doesn't appear publicly at any religious like any of the openings of their centers or anything else like doesn't that seem mm-hmm. weird the only other person i know who operates this way is kim jong-un and his wife who we <laughs> yeah. never see except for very rarely the thing is i don't know why tom cruise is expected to answer for everything he's not he should these people are just mad you know? that he has too that he's too powerful he has too much money he has too much clout and he has too many connections and he too easily disproves all of their narratives that they run with constantly and even if he's doing it purely for financial purposes i don't really care i totally agree with you but i will say scientologists from you know my very extensive research aka watching leah rimney's thing like they do encourage the people involved to be advocates for it to sort of evangelize it wherever they go so Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have to answer for it on the other hand i would believe that he is actively advocating for scientology openly and if you're going to you know wear it as a key part of your identity 
it's not unreasonable that people would ask he kind of stopped talking about it but this is not why time. this is not why judd apatow and these people no yeah yeah him. exactly they don't give a crap that has about nothing that. to do they give a crap about the, the fact that, he, of that he proves everything that they believe is accurate to be wrong yeah they care that he care that that even if he on only on the surface cares about what the audience thinks or doesn't want to tell you what you need but give you what he thinks you want right like he wants tom to give you cruise yeah tom that? cruise wants to give you uh what you want to watch they want to give you what they want you to watch yeah and he easily disproves their narrative therefore he has to be held to account by them which is well, embarrassing and it and seems pathetic. like jealousy you know it is it's absolutely jealousy Definitely. Um, is it Judd Apatow or Apatow? I say Apatow. Heard, I've always heard Apatow. Apatow. Yeah. Okay, he, he like made fun of, um, at the Director's Guild, he made fun of Tom Cruise being short, which is an easy low blow but you know it's whatever. but could be taken like like if they didn't go further than that it could be taken could be as like, good nature. Yeah, like razzing. But like, but like the, it's when you keep going. Well, then he brought up Tom Cruise jumping on Oprah's couch. Which he has, Tom Cruise has said, like, got blown way out of proportion. Like they edited, that they edited it to make it way worse than it was. Which, which like, does anybody here for a second think that they uh, wouldn't do that well, in Hollywood? I'm sure Oprah. they edited it deceptively, but at the same time, that's a lot of material to. I mean, he jumped edit, on the couch, know? but the Oprah show is notorious for uh, editing things in, in sure. ways that misrepresent things. They love to I, lie I by also, structure. He did he, seem unhinged. Sure. I mean, I think he probably is unhinged on and some level. probably right? maybe on drugs. Well, my thing he's is... He's very actively anti-pharmaceutical. So, I mean, if he is, of, he's, And that's part of being a scientist. Sure, but maybe yeah. they're not pharmaceuticals. Yeah. My thing Thanks. is, I mean, where is Suri? Suri is in New York. Tom Cruise apparently has see, very little yeah. contact, if any, with her. 33 like, grand a month in child support. Support. The things that I would want to criticize him for, we somehow let go by. And I guess we're not, you know, you have to talk about a kid and you have to talk about stuff, you know, you, you yeah. infringe on her privacy to talk about it. But like, I don't care that he's short and I don't care that he jumped yeah. on Oprah's couch. Like, I am interested in the fact that this guy. Like, what is he doing today? Isn't representing yeah. a, a strong picture of fatherhood, right? And like, even the children he had adopted with. Um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole, no, Kidman. He's got two kids with her, Nicole Kidman. They, they're both adopted, yeah. and Connor. They and, completely uh, sided with him in everything, and they're very close to him. They're not as close to her. She's remarried. She's other children now too. Yeah. Uh, but it's just interesting that like there is uh, very unusual family dynamics at play. But the best shot that they had was like your religion, which I still think is sketchy, and the fact that you're short. I thought you were supposed to allow people to, to I guess, because they, they would probably call it, classify it as a cult and not a religion. Well, the interesting thing about his divorce with Katie Holmes is that it's supposedly that she didn't want to raise their daughter in Scientology, in Scientology mm -hmm. and Tom Cruise didn't feel like she needed to be protected from Scientology, and that's and just something you really can't compromise on. And apparently it was Scientologists who set them up. Like, they were set up mm -hmm. by people involved in Scientologist church. I just think it's like very, I, I think Scientology is uh, not transparent enough. If it had nothing going on, it should be more open and all religions that, you know, if you write a book called How Can I, How You Make Money Off Your Religion, I'm going to be skeptical and that's the basis of Scientology. True. Uh, Another interesting thing about their, their divorce is that she wasn't allowed to publicly date for five years afterwards. She had a non-compete clause? I thought it was 10. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it, I looked into it today. It seems like it was five. People freaked out. And then she was with Jamie Foxx Fox on the beach. Like the, like exactly <laughs> to the day when this like supposed yeah. clause went away. 
which <laughs> yeah. it's hard to be like, is that a coincidence in the making for 10 years you know, or five years or whatever? Uh, no, I, I just feel like he is clouded in all kinds of weird things, but I still think that like the content he produced is good, right? Top Gun Maverick was a success and there's no denying it, even if I want to question him about why he's abandoning service. They hate him for the same reason they hate Mel Gibson, because they can't control him. Because he's got, he's but he burrowed is a himself. controlled quantity. I think. I think uh, he is controlled they by science. They even have more dirt on Mel Gibson yeah. than they have on Tom Cruise. He's working with Christopher McQuarrie, so he's not. He's not like wide ranging his director team. Like he's working with the same people. So he's got competent people that he trusts that he can work with, and that's a very dangerous thing in an industry that gets its way by shunning you and keeping you from working with adequate talent or getting you resources you know to who get shuns things funded. People? Scientologists. And women. So true. And women. I'm just saying, I feel like maybe Tom Cruise is insulated because he has picked, uh, or he is a yeah. part of this larger organization that has serious ties to Hollywood. I'm not going to become a conspiracy theorist. I just think we should all question Scientology. Here was the most uh, personal and biting remark, I think, from Judd Apatow's monologue. He said, the only thing Tom Cruise seems to be afraid of is co-parenting and antidepressants. I doubled my Prozac today just for this. Doubled it. Proud. Do you think if Tom Cruise took antidepressants, he'd be like, I'm not jumping out of an effing cliff. Why do I even work? I'm rich. That's I don't the, think you understand how Prozac works. If that's, you, yeah, so that's, if you took an antidepressant, then you wouldn't want to do what you love anymore. Seems like the antidepressant is, the is depressing you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's <laughs> the the lame people today. That those are the same people that probably brag about going to therapy. Three and then times I saw like, that clip of Tom Cruise talking about antidepressants begin circulating again. Where um, who is he talking to um, on that? We have that up here. Um, I think I I want to play it here actually, just because I I had forgotten about this clip and what he said in it. Um, but it's actually pretty based. The whole thing? Like, or, or is there a certain part? Well, yeah, like we can like okay. play part of it, I guess. An example of someone who benefited from one of those drugs. All it does is mask the problem, Matt. And if you understand the history of it, it masks the problem. That's what it does. That's all it does. You're not getting to the reason why. There is no such thing as a chemical imbalance. It'd be funny if his chair was a little bit taller so than that, guys. Depression yeah, to you. Not is not kind of a little Don't. psychological goop. Gobbledygook? No, no, I did not say that. I'm just asking, what you no, what would you no, call it? Absolutely, Matt. That is the post. Now, now you're talking about two different things. But that's what she went on you're the glib. antidepressant you're glib. for. But what happens? The antidepressant, all it does is mask the problem. There's ways of vitamins and through exercise and various things. I'm not saying that that isn't real. That's not what I'm saying. That's an alteration of what what I'm saying. I'm saying that drugs aren't the answer. That these these drugs are very dangerous. They're mind-altering, antipsychotic drugs. And there are ways of doing it without that so that we don't end up in a brave new world. The thing that I'm saying about Brooke is that, that was a fantastic there's misinformation, okay? And she doesn't understand the history of psychiatry. She, she doesn't understand in the same way that you don't understand it, man. But a little bit what you're saying, Tom, is you say you want people to do well, but you want them to do well by taking the road that you approve of, as opposed to a road that may work for them. No. No, I'm not. Well, if, if anti depressants work for Brooke Shields, why isn't that okay? I, I disagree with it. And I think that there's a higher and better quality of life. And I think that promoting, for me personally, see you're saying, what, I can't discuss what I want to discuss? No, you absolutely I know, can. But, but Matt, you're going in and saying that 
that I can't discuss that. I'm only asking, isn't there you know a possibility that do, do you examine the possibility that these Tom things Cass do work for IRL. some people? That, yes, there are he abuses. Can, like, talk about and yes, maybe they've gone too far ideas. in certain areas. Maybe there are too many kids on Ritalin. Maybe there is an over over prescription problem in America. Like I think the things that he was talking about at this time are coming into fruition now. Yeah, more now think, than that back then. I think a lot of people don't understand the consequences of a lot of stuff that we prescribe. Birth mm. control is an example of this. Uh, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. It's not that they can't help people ever, but lifelong dependency on them is something we should be wary of. And I think he's right to say, yeah. like, if you take an antidepressant and feel better, have you really addressed the issues? I think we're at crunchier play? now like on the surface level than we were back when he said that. Right. So he would get less pushback but for saying it today. I think that this clip, again, I, t I, no, I, I, don't, I know I don't every time that. we talk about- I think they worship at the altar of the medical industrial complex now. I think they would immediately push back know. on it. I, uh, think, I think depending on where he went to have that discussion, maybe. Yeah, I think one of the issues- Yeah, it was Joe Rogan versus- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the issues is that Scientology, and I, I, I hate to harp on it so much, but Scientology, if they're right on this stance, they're wrong on a lot of other things. Like if you're a schizophrenic, Scientologists don't think you should take medication. I don't think that that's necessarily safe or healthy. If you're mm -hmm. a Scientologist, from what I have understood about it and the, the, what I have read about it from different journalists, like you're not supposed to make noise while you give birth. That seems very challenging. Like I don't think Scientology is 110% wow. correct on all of their medical advice, but I agree with this one specific statement that he was making sort of uh, like a profit, right? I have known a lot of people to come off of different prescription medications and to see see serious positive change in their life. It's not that you can't be helped by these things, but just saying, oh, take these pills forever and you'll be okay is really uh, laziness on the part of our medical industry because they benefit, because they profit off of it. Um, it's also like if you choose something and it works for you, then it's good. Right. Which means you think that every individual is the best absolute judge of what is best for them. Which, like if, what works for them. Well, and if you take, like if you're seriously depressed and you take antidepressants and you start to feel better and you're able to work with a therapist or a priest or a counselor and really work at whatever is uh, causing you suffering, yeah. that's good. And hopefully you can come off the medication a stronger person like i don't think medical intervention is necessarily bad but i think saying that like the only way out is through pharmaceutical intervention is close-minded as someone who was at one point very addicted to drugs and then the answer by most of the medical community was to give me other drugs to then combat the symptoms uh for context um when you come off of opiates you can go through debilitating withdrawal that nearly kills you which i did um, the problem was at that time I was living in a situation that put me in close proximity to opiates all the time. So that was not a situation I could get out of because of my, my home life. And so what they did is they wanted to put me on long-term Suboxone use. And long-term Suboxone use will prevent you from going through further withdrawal for as long as you take it. The problem is you become a prisoner to that medication, meaning that you can't travel unless you, it, it's a lot of the same problems you have if you're just addicted to drugs, but just through prescription means. And the difference is, is it's harder to, it's harder, but not impossible to abuse. Therefore it holds you for a long mm -hmm. period of time. And in a lot of ways, I was a prisoner to that. Now that does not mean that I'm telling anyone that they shouldn't be allowed to do whatever the, I am even going through what I've gone through, have no right to tell anyone else what is right for them medically. I don't know their situation, 
Uh, nor do I really care if people want to. Like, that's not well, my business. What people really took issue with in Tom Cruise's statements here is that he seemed to think he knew what would work for Brooke Shields. Yeah. And, and I, that's I what that... really offended them. But yeah. honestly, people talk about what's best for other people all the, all mm -hmm. the freaking time, and they selectively get offended about it, yeah. depending on their worldview. And I, I'm remembering now, there was this, like, Columbia University professor that put out a book and like a whole press tour about how he is a functional, like a high functioning intravenous heroin user. Yeah, there's a ton of those. And he like made a book literally like saying that more people should try it. And yeah. you know, more Rogan, people right? should try. That guy went on Rogan. That guy went on Rogan. Or did he go you, on like? You can look like these the up on YouTube. There's, there's. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the channel, but there's a YouTube channel that will talk about this, and they've done several yeah. interviews with like, I'm a high functioning heroin addict. The life doesn't seem great to me. But it's like, but you're a high functioning heroin addict because you're a tenured professor with tons of money and social capital, and a cushion to always fall back on and you're not recognizing that the rest of the opioid crisis is affecting people who are in a much worse socioeconomic position than you and are like dying deaths of despair and are using opioids to alleviate well, feelings of despair right and that I, you are not subject to could, because you have a purpose in life right 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 and i could be wrong but with that specific professor i think he was single right he didn't have a family or anything sounded like i could yeah. i don't remember for well, sure he would go to like burning man and stuff and like yeah super cool you're because artsy, he's your a professor. neuroscientist he would like be a consultant for people on bad drug trips i mean this cool, bizarre cool life that you have built for yourself and if you're <laughs> safe that's great but saying that more people should try it negates the fact that other people have more responsibilities than you do right and also like, claiming that opioids don't have a like pharmacological addictive property but did he actually say that he, yes he He's, said it's literally like no different than anything else i mean a lot of things are addictive but but that's a wild so are prescription opioids like that <laughs> yeah. is part of the problem that's how yeah. we got here he says like oh you're you're whether you get addicted is completely circumstantial that's but that's not like that's just simply not the case that's, i feel um, like that's someone that's trying disgusting. to say like my yeah. lifestyle as somebody who's been through that that's it's a that's very disgusting. misleading message look, look, but that just came to mind when i, don't I know why. when i tell people that i like i'm not here to stop anyone from doing that that's because i'm i'm affording them the agency of them being adults they have the right to make their own decisions yeah. like it it is very hard to explain to people the hell that going through the pain of withdrawal is mm -hmm. and like if somebody wants to stay on a medication for the rest of their life uh to avoid that hell that for however yeah. long it takes some people it's longer than others i understand that mm -hmm. I, I don't know if uh, i would want that eventually i had to make the decision to go through the worst of it and it actually was worse coming off the suboxone than coming off the opiates because it lingers in your system for longer yeah. so if you want to you know there's nothing romantic about being awake for almost a month straight for throwing up every 20 minutes for two and a half weeks and for every minute of the day feeling like an hour with the inability to move while constantly feeling as if you're hyperactive and need to move around yeah that guy it's, totally downplayed the anguish of yeah. that experience but also has he ever purpose. come off heroin that's the thing like he said like oh there was this time i couldn't score uh, any heroin which i'm i'm sure he it, with his socioeconomic position is able to get very uh you know high class pure drugs um but it, he called it an unpleasant experience and it's like 
well, can you live without it? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think what, like, the criticism of Tom Cruise being like, should, should he have publicly commented on what Brooke Shields is doing? Maybe not, right? Maybe if they were good friends, he could have said, hey, Brooke, like, love you. Maybe so, you should consider something else. But the other thing is, she talked about it publicly. So then... It becomes Anyone a public sentiment. Right. could talk about yeah. it publicly. And they probably were asking him about it, which is why he spoke right. on and it. And so should he lie and be like, she can do... Yeah. She, he isn't saying she can't do it. He's just saying he would not recommend it. He would not advocate for it. And I don't think that's crazy. I and think the point at the end of the day is they're, the... they're bringing up these things he said in the past or done in the past because they resent that he did something successful yeah. and they're not capable of it. Like, it's, it's they really, can't measure up. It's really more of, like, where that... Dis the, the, the arena in which that discussion happened than about the discussion itself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if he had had that discussion with her, that's a completely different thing. But when everybody makes it public record, they've made it public record, that's what it is now. So everyone has a right to at least, you know, give their two cents. Everyone has a right to give their two cents on what we're talking about here. We can't condemn them for having their own opinion about it. No, so. it seems crazy. I just think that, like, Tom Cruise was an early 2000s, maybe 90s, like, an easy target for things that he was saying and doing. But his career has not suffered because of the bizarre choices that he's made, even stuff that I don't agree with, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is not mm -hmm. something they like. Well, if anything, his risky behavior has gotten him ahead in Hollywood, and that's what they resent him for, for yeah. being exceptional. For being maybe, sure, kind of a bizarre person with a See, weird personal life, but he made a movie that, no question about it, made a huge impact on the state of Hollywood right now, a positive one, and they aren't capable of doing the same. I don't disagree, but I also think it's like, for this monologue, for this thing, for this war show that I don't care about that probably doesn't get that many reviews, it's an easy, they're like, we can't make too edgy of a joke, so we'll joke about Tom Cruise, because there's... There's no one cares when you joke about Tom Cruise. No one comes to his defense. Yeah. Well, True. I mean, it's, also, a, it's them playing it safe. Insert any also, straight white male that doesn't bow to the altar of diversity, equity, and inclusion all the time. Mm -hmm. They could have done Alec Baldwin, but, but then you're commenting on gun rights stuff. It's too spicy. They're yeah. cowardly. That yeah. would have been amazing. That would have been way funnier. If they would have been like, uh, <laughs> yeah. If, if they were like, did anybody check the prop guns? Yeah. Uh, or his wife, because uh, who says she is from. Spain, and she's actually definitely completely from Boston and faking all of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, let's go to Super Chats. X said, happy National Cook-A-Sweet Potato Day. Is it really? I didn't know that that was a Who thing. decides Maybe. these things? I don't know. The Sweet Potato Industry? Yeah. They lobby Congress <laughs> Big for Sweet Potato. Marcos said, what are you giving up for Lent if you observe it? Mm. I am eating only meat and fish during Lent. Mm, that's fun. It's not going to be fun. For me, at least. I'm not, like, I wouldn't do that by choice. Um, yeah. I'm doing, like, It's not going to be easy. I'm doing, like, a Lent-long Bible study. Really? Not, yeah. Oh. I've done it for the past couple of years. Like, I'll do a different, like, Bible. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like it's the best way to sort of hold yourself accountable. That's and really awesome. If you try, I've tried to do the Bible in a year thing, and inevitably there's a day where the I'm, like... The Mike Schmitz thing? Uh, there's a couple different ones, but... Uh, then inevitably you hit a Saturday where like I missed six days this week. I have to read several. Like you, it doesn't. Work I know that I would get too busy and distracted. That's to what do Bible in a year. I, if anything, I should just do Bible in like two years. Bible in with like that video series. Bible in like fifty-two <laughs> weeks, but then some weeks I do like three weeks at once. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. I'm doing literally none of that. That's okay. We don't really do Lent, right? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But if you want to, we're welcome to tell you when it is. Makes sense. I, I, I maybe someday. Maybe I'll come around. 
Paper2x said, I'm giving up on Marcos. That's rude. Wow. I wonder how Marcos feels about that. Who's Marcos? The, Marcos the guy who, who asked about Lent. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a weird direct attack. G. Centoyo said, I am giving up Lint. Ah. Okay. Lint, L-I-N-T, or yeah. L-I-N-D-T, the chocolate, or Lent, L-E-N-T? Uh, like L -I -N -T, dryer lint. Like dryer lint. Or... <laughs> That's funny. It'd be funny if he said, like, lint chocolate. Like yeah. He's addicted. Devoured Eagle said, hey, Brett, you'll love the new hit by the Remix Bros. Slim Jim Remix. It's got it all hip-hop, macho man, beef, spice, 90s nostalgia, <laughs> and oh, yes. Oh, man. If Anything He's with excited. macho man Randy Savage, I'm in for, you know. that's uh, <laughs> Anything with, like, hey, we were just talking about drugs, and if you ever want to watch, a, a like, a, a snapshot into another time in the world, go watch old 80s wrestling promos and just feel the drugs that mm. the, all of them are on. It's the best part. Like, you, like they're, they're, it's like you can literally feel the cocaine about to explode out of their veins. It's gr for, grainy the, on the TV from a little cocaine does. The, the co Cocaine and steroids are literally like about to explode from their veins as they shout at the camera. Commercials in the 2000s were just like very yeah. um, like yelling, like yeah. high energy Billy Mays. I love it. Have you ever been to a WWE, like yes. a live event? Yeah. Would you go again? I kind of want to go to one. I had um, a really fun time watching it over the summer. I, I went to a house show back in the day, so I would want to maybe go to a pay-per-view. I know they did SummerSlam or Royal Rumble in Minnesota at one point. I didn't get a chance to go. At the but Mall of America? No, no, at the Target Center back in the day. That'd be cool. Yeah. At the Mall of America the Mall would, be, would be amazing. At the, like, and they like dive off the they second level. They dive off the balcony. Like the, get the Hardy Boys to dive off the Snoopy second level. Snoopy runs through. I, oh. You're you're selling me on this I, I right now. I'm, WWE, call me. I have an idea for you. Like, hey, that's a, hey. One of their biggest problems is they keep like hiring Hollywood producers and not like wrestling fanatics. But maybe they need to go a whole other way and just hire like writers, yeah. like writers from TimCast.com. I'm I'm interested. Like, it's like it, writing a screenplay, but also like writing a reality TV show. It's it's one of the hardest businesses to write for yes. because storylines change constantly. You always have to worry about injuries. And you know how like we were talking about yesterday about how The Walking Dead could like measure its audience relate, you know, uh, response to characters and write accordingly. Like the wrestling fans are so fickle that they love you one minute and then like so so as long as you're not getting any push they love you mm -hmm. but then the second the company puts any effort behind you they immediately turn on you because they feel like they're you're being shoved down their throat Sell out. yeah so so basically like, the hardest thing to do is to actually write a good good guy wrestling character now because the moment you do they turn on them which is why they tried to make roman reigns a thing for like he's the rock's cousin mm -hmm. and he came up in their program and they tried to make him a thing as like a good guy for like five to seven years and it just wouldn't work because you could tell that it's just not him yeah he's, he's a he's a cocky he's too good looking too tall too dark too handsome he, he looks like he, a. he doesn't look like a good guy yeah, he, he looks, looks like, like a, a badass bad guy and so they, it wasn't until the pandemic happened and they didn't have live audiences that they could finally just risk it and they made him the bad guy and now he's like the most over dude in the company yeah because some people want to root for the bad guy yeah right? that's a, that's a that's a big There's thing a, there. is they it ronda rousey she's kind of at what, the one WWE thing I watched with her, where she was like a, she was in her villain era, yeah, as they she, say. She's and a, it was she, not super convincing. Like she has an all-American girl next door look, and like 
kind of want her to be like Wonder Woman-esque where she's mm-hmm. like, I'm She's too bad at talking to do the WWE thing full oh, time. She's not a good promo. But she is like, she, her one good segment she ever did was where like they had her like break Stephanie McMahon's arm like <gasps> in a show, which you buy because she was a UFC fighter and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, she's a real fighter. She's not a, she's not a good talker. <laughs> X said, his line is the neck, hers is the body. What is this? I'm assuming they're talking about they're, us I talking about... I think that about... they gave it a fair diagram. Yeah, I mean... He, what do they he, mean by his line is the neck? They're talking about the... Like, Rihanna. they're basing the diagonal line mm. off of his neck? Well, let's look at it one more time. Since we're here... Like, the let's... posture of his neck. Are we going to deliberate this we're... more? I mean, he is slouching. He's slouching. Just... But his, <laughs> his legs are going forward like he's like, You lead the way, mommy. The more I look at it, the more I love that they included the baby at all. Like, like why is the baby even there? The what? baby's just happy to be here. <laughs> the baby? Also, like, have you ever tried to pose an infant? I'm sure they do not care about the green line. Like, like yeah. they, like, in, in this the... Is like the only one the baby looks presentable in. No, no, yeah, or is the... I bet they photoshopped the baby and he's crying in a different picture. Probably. And they're like, Actually, else to be honest, good. the light around the baby's face looks a little off. Mm-hmm. So, it looks a little too angelic. The, like, but no, here, here's the thing. Like, like, maybe, like, they kept trying to get the baby to look fussy, but he's just too happy because they want him to look like, like a boss baby they want everyone like his mom baby. yeah like like speaking and, of alec baldwin and they just couldn't do it so they had to settle for happy angelic baby who loves to see his mom go to work and not be home to take care of him every day it's just wrong <laughs> jacob edler said harry potter movie update chop chop mary i am doing my best hey don't pressure so, her it's a lot to watch an entire series it's at least one each weekend but i'm not gonna go like multiple in a week I have fallen asleep in the middle of every single one. <laughs> I'm telling you, you say you're going to do every weekend, and I hope you do. That proved very difficult for me. Let's do one Gotta more, get through it. and then we'll move on. Caper2x says, chat says Hannah Claire is a long-lost Weasley cousin. Big mind Marvel. I used to, in my high school yearbook, there's a picture, they like celebrity lookalikes, and mine was next to Ginny Weasley, because when I was like, uh, audition. Well, now that I've seen her, I do see it. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting it since I was at least a sophomore in high school, so <laughs> maybe so, I should get DNA tested. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're moving on. So the BAFTA Awards, it's not the BAFTA Awards, it's the BAFTAs, the British Academy of Film and Television Award Show. Uh, it went on, was it last weekend, right? And it was very white. They were not very happy with the fact that it was both white and extremely cringy in regards to the intro segment. And both of these are hilarious. We'll, we'll play the clip if we can of the horrible intro where this girl just, I feel so bad for her. I but feel like the, you guys need to see it to understand how horrific it was. It, it really for the is. people watching it face to face. You know what? Let's let's. It just... was really bad. It was secondhand embarrassment to the max. Let's just let's just play it right. All so right. let's okay. Um, I am gonna give you a, a cringe warning. Um, Major cringe warning. Very much so. So just be careful. Just everyone's reaction. Let's turn the volume up. <laughs> Maximum cringe. Ladies in the room, supporting and leading, all here I presume. Hong Chao, Dolly Dean, Carrie and Carrie with the C. Dame Emma, I'm so fond. Anna girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I've loved you from the start. Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman thing. Oh. Larry, okay, you're a genius. Jamie Lee, you are all of us. 
So she, she did a feminist rap uh, uh, in which she talked about all of well. the female rap or the female award nominees for various categories. Now, here's what I want to say. I have a lot, a lot of respect. Viola Davis, I, my I, woman I, king. Look, there, is, there is a certain amount of like gall <laughs> that one has to have to be in Hollywood to, to know that you're about to perform She's something that cringy. It. And there isn't an ounce of regret. There isn't an ounce you of doubt. Without any hesitation, she everyone, just goes for it. That's because everyone around her was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so great!" This is this gonna is be no, they were in that well, video. Who choreographed this? Who, yeah, who everyone wrote this, who greenlit like, this was like, "Girl, it's amazing. You should definitely do this. It'll be a number one selling album. You're gonna break the internet with your feminist rap." And it's bad. <laughs> she sounds super like out of breath. The dancing is weird. Like all of it is not good. <laughs> there was, and but someone, it's just. Just no hesitation and whatsoever. She, she deleted her Twitter because of the backlash. I almost feel bad for her. I do feel bad for I really her. Like, do, like imagine you sign up for this, right? And then they give you this she's idea. She's like contractually obligated no, no, here, to here's do the other this. Thing. We've kind of adjusted this um, this topic around a little bit. This one's a little bit more fun. So the producer claimed that Ariana DeBose's performance brought the energy the award show has been looking for. Well, he's the producer. He's got is it covered. That, is what? that the energy they were looking for? Like a very uncomfortable, awkward, awkward energy. Also, did you see they panned to like these women's faces and they were like, oh, cool. well, they, the, the thing is they panned to them a whole like second before she says their name and they barely have any time to react. So it looks like they're just stone cold and like, yeah, what? Like, like Anna DeArmas got her shout out a whole second and a half after they panned to her face. This is why people so they hate can get their reaction, like, I guess. But like the reactions are awkward. Yeah. And people are like, why would you hate feminism in Hollywood? Like, why would if you hate feminism? Pa it's pandering feminism. It absolutely is. That, like, there is no, there is I, no guy's version of this where Chris Pratt gets on stage or, or like, who would be a guy? Where Billy Porter gets on stage or somebody and talks about and extols the virtues. Maybe Billy Porter. Who ex but, but they would never do that. See, where they extol okay, the virtues, the virtues of, the of the gay community. Not it's pandering that. for sure. But in some ways, I think it's institutional or corporate feminism, right? They're like, you know what will sell this? You know what will help the energy of our wardrobe of reinforcement? inject a weird feminist thing into it like they Ugh. think that this is something that will better market their product which is this award show to right? who? the ultimate goal is to get people watching this show and now people are watching well, it to like watch a train maybe wreck. they knew it would be cringy in a train wreck in that case I feel they're like, just trying she, to ritualistically humiliate did they her. like tell her beforehand they're like look we're gonna we're it's gonna, gonna prep be bad. you what if it's it gonna be idea? horrible what if it was her idea what if she was like I'll do something She's for like, the show, but it has to be a feminist rap. And they're like, the best performance please. artist of our generation. Actually, that's way cooler. Like a if she just wanted comedian. to do this. Like, she's like, this is my big moment. This is the stance I want to take. And they're like, but maybe reconsider. It's, Are you sure a rap? And she was like, yes, I'm It's an interesting sure. career move. It's for cooler sure. if she actually like, she's like, look, it came to me in a dream. I'm going to satirize <laughs> feminism in the worst way possible. Oh um, it, it's actually cooler if she like, she wrote like a, this came to her in a dream <laughs> because she just loved all of these actresses. And and like the actresses are doing this. Someone said it felt like she was hyping up a middle school dance. Look, yeah. look here's, the, here's the thing. We talk uh. about look, Hollywood is paid to be good at pretending something, and even the best actors in the world that they showed reacting to this couldn't <laughs> they fake couldn't even which, feign excitement. Which kind of proves that maybe Ariana DeBose is the best actress in Hollywood because she was just like she was in into it. it to yeah. win it. Like, like it, it, there was zero hesitation. 
I I I applaud I got, her. For I got it. respect for the fact she that she was. A, look, there are days when we do this show where I very clearly can't fake it. This lady and I don't consider our material cringy. <laughs> I like what we do, and if I can't, if I have days where I'm struggling, imagine to be given that material. Oh yeah, she's really raising the bar for us all and doing it flawlessly. I like feel it. like you have to be confident and <laughs> do, delete your Twitter if anyone questions you. Like that's okay. That's, that's right. Deleting her Twitter was a mistake. Probably. I don't know. I mean, check she out. Should media, do what she should lean into it. She should lean into it. But yeah. also, how could you like she should not expect that this would be the reaction? Right? Like it wasn't. It's not even to me like that. It's feminist, right? I'm not a big fan of that generally, but it's also like not good. It mm-hmm. doesn't sound good. I would not listen to this. It's not. There's no beauty in the dancing. Like it's not even it sounds a rhyme awkward. The... There's not a rhyme. She sounds out of breath. Like it's it's not good. <laughs> she could have been shouting out men in the audience as well, and it's just a also, like what... a celebration of everyone there. And I would still be cringing. Like what if she doesn't like one of the women and she had to be like, "You're in it too," because women are. Angela she, like, Bassett hates Michelle no, Yeoh. No, she said Angela Bassett did a thing or something. Like, maybe, maybe that's who she's really. She said actually throwing shade at Wakanda forever. See, that's what I want to know. Like. <laughs> who was she like? Because realistically, she doesn't like all of these people or know them at all. And so she, there has mm-hmm. to be a couple there that she was like. Yeah, but they don't need to know. She couldn't say like, hey, we're not getting along professionally and I don't want to mention her. Like she has to mention everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, who, like go through the list again and see who the hell got left out and, and, and be like, what is her problem with this person? Do a deep dive into their history. I just uh... think this is such a terrible. Also, like what? That for the whoever is producing this thing, like she brought the energy we needed. What energy is that? Terrible? Cringy. And then they still got roasted on social media because hashtag BAFTA's so white. This came is back, the, this made is the whitest appearance. photo I've seen in Hollywood in like 50 There's years. There's like this group photo of the 49 winners and I haven't seen a group photo this white in years from Hollywood. That made like, me it's like actually it. crazy. Like, I, that gave I me don't... respect for the BAFTAs. Like maybe they didn't look at color to yeah. make awards and they just gave people who were good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in, because it doesn't have the statistically perfect PR ratio of like people of color versus white Here, people. Here's the thing. It's just a sea of, of mayo monkeys. It, here's the it thing. makes me think that it was them. like more authentically judged. Like what? That's they, exactly right. And that's and like I hate to say that because obviously I don't want people are of color to feel like they aren't getting a fair shot but also like it seems weirder to me when it's like oh crazily enough even though that you know even though it doesn't reflect this in the nominee category the majority of winners fit our ideological understanding you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that makes it seem like it's a corrupt institution and to to have integrity for uh, an award show you'd have to think that like maybe 40 percent of the nominees were minority and not one of them won. And it's scary to think, but it's like the balls on this organization to do that, or are they just less they ideologically just inclined? Or yeah, it. they just look blessed. But they but, haven't in other years. Like that's the thing about the Baptists. Like they aren't against wokeness or whatever. Like no, they talk not. about they had this the twenty the, the twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. That's what they said. They they basically went through a reformation that added a thousand different <laughs> members to the academy that were yeah. of color. And so even with all of the members, if anything, that should steel man the argument that these were the best winners because they added tons of like this yeah. is what they want right it's not- they love diverse voices and color right they don't just want diverse uh skin color they want diverse voices right it just right? seems crazy to me that like 
I mean, is it possible that they were like, we tried for several years to keep up with what culture expects of us in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and it didn't work. So now we're just going to stop caring and we're going to do whatever we're well, doing. It's also funny because just injecting yeah. the discussion point in there about what they need to look like automatically sows division and doubt into every nomination yeah. and kind of proves the malleability and the manipulative nature of subjective victory meaning like <laughs> this isn't something where you win by scoring the most points it's a subjective competition which means it's always going to have a snub and that snub will always be for some uh lowbrow you know quality that they're going to claim whether it's racism or sexism well, or this talking or that. about snubs is presumptuous in my opinion yeah. in the first place like nobody even like thought about you in the process and you're going to call it a snub I think it's just the absolute worst type of person yeah. complaining about this, aka the consultant class. Well, that, that's so one person Marcus literally Ryder. called a diversity consultant for BAFTA, told the BBC that he was very disappointed with this result. He said, despite a massive overhaul on which I and many other industry people were consulted and which resulted in 120 changes to the BAFTA award processes, I would love to see the list of changes. 1,000 new members from underrepresented groups. The end result is there is no substantial change. So we're, what you're saying is when they added people of color to their voting committee, yep. they still voted for white people to win the awards. Well, Sounds like you have more of a problem with the voters. Yeah, also like you're telling me that you changed it to be more inclusive and it got whiter as a result of your efforts. Like, yeah, maybe that's your job so to you, fix it. You know? By injecting diversity, you were philosophy, the consultant. You were the one who made it. It proves, yeah. that the, Very the, weird. it proves that the, the victory is what they always cared about, not the process. This is funny. A senior character developer at Naughty Dog Studios, who is also a BAFTA member, once again, like worst type of people ever, said, uh, these are the winners of the 2023 BAFTAs. The black woman is a presenter, not even Oscar or Golden, Golden Globes winners, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, Viola Davis, or Kate Hui Kwan could break through. All judging systems have biases, but this is broken. I'm not proud to be a BAFTA member today. Also, I want to ask, like, I'm, I'm sick of the idea of underrepresented. If, like I said, I, I use this example all the time. If you watch A-Team or anything from the 80s, if there's four characters, there's at least one African-American character in every single one of these shows. And given that they make up 13% of the population, that's 25% of that cast, they're overrepresented. Well, it sounds like if you brought in a thousand new BAFTA members who were minorities and they still vote... For 49 white people to that, win doesn't that prove that those people are better than you the, those voters are better they're than either the colorblind in a true yeah. sense or you're just bad at consulting yeah. Yeah. i don't know or, or it proves that the people that or they brought in to vote is pointless the people that they brought in the vote to vote are more pure of heart than the people who brought in the voters the people who brought in the voters brought them in under political means With wanting the them to go, that, that they, they go would, a certain way yeah and the people that actually did the voting did their job mm -hmm. and they don't like it i think it's it's it science's weird mentality that they brought in people of color or minority voters with the expectation that they would exclusively vote for minority members. Yeah, let's think like, it's all That it's seems all like it's so bigoted, right? That like they could only It's literally like, like Biden saying like if you don't vote democrat you ain't black. It's right. literally like, that. It's very bizarre. <laughs> I also think that award shows have the power that you give them. We know ratings are down everywhere. 
for all award shows if they wanted to represent or to like specifically award different like women or like a certain minority group make a new award show it's clearly not working they have this that one. They, are, they have glad they have the right. naacp they have all of and these award shows when that you're have... a casting agent who's like i need to get someone who's award women but fits this racial profile for whatever reason i'll turn to this award show and look to see who they are Dude. recommending as their up-and-coming talent right like the fact that you are trying to convert the baftas and it's not working in fact you somehow are making the problem that you're against worse should tell you that like Dude. this is not a system worth preserving if you really hate it that much i think it's a very um anti-white sentiment honestly that diminishes the difference between say an australian person and an irish person that's as their not goal. being diverse that's their goal like is there not a difference between people who come from different parts yeah. of the globe just because they are both white yeah. that is that is what they're saying, they're saying but the there's thing. more they're saying there's more of a difference between someone from China and someone from Ghana than there is between someone from Australia and someone from Ireland because the people from Australia and Ireland look genetic like too genetically similar but live well, you're literally lives. a eugenicist yeah. for I saying think that it's, yeah. I think they do this across all lines though right like someone who is of Haitian descent in America we still call an African American, even though they're from Haiti. Like that's that's not that's, Africa, tr that's, that's true. Else. I guess like like if we're, we, if you're we Asian, do tend right? to we generalize. Don't say, we sometimes say South Asia. We sometimes yeah. say Eastern Asia, but like we tend to generalize by these like big pocket groups, and I think that hurts nuance overall. It's just the easiest to do it for white people because we generally say, oh, white people don't have culture. White people don't. Understand. America is seen as like an exception where if you come here, if you're of descent from a different nation, you're essentially letting go of that national identity to become american right. so and that's seen as an the... exception to the rule so i, I feel like that's true for everybody though. I feel it's like not that's true for everybody true but that's the assumption that we used others. to have you know as the as the in-house person of color here as a as a slavic person yes. uh, i i i am uh, offended on your behalf guys i'm offended on your behalf um all these stories prove in the end is that Hollywood only knows how to make surface level changes that never make it past skin deep. Do you remember like when vitiligo became uh, like a minority With point? Winnie Harlow and stuff? Yeah, like, okay. There's a difference, there's a genetic difference between someone who has vitiligo and someone who doesn't. There's a genetic difference between a blonde and a brunette. Why is one thing seen as like getting woke points but the other is not. It's depending on like, what they feel like during the day. Just like why uh, Asians can be considered minorities unless we're talking about college applications, in which case they're lumped in with white people and then uh, held back. Well, vitiligo at, at, is like a like a health issue, right? So it'd be the same thing as saying someone who is like does it have health implications? It's genetic. I mean, you can be white and have vitiligo. You could be African American and have vitiligo. It's not specific. It doesn't like diminish your quality of life, though, right? I have no unless idea you come from a country where you're mistreated for having it i guess sure i guess i mean i don't know if there are other implications like for your health i just know that like it's it's sure. to me it's not comparable to like discriminating or like lumping people by race because it's like uh, it, it's more similar to saying like oh we need to have more uh models with one legs also right. get that vitiligo model and winnie harlow is on the list well Doesn't... and winnie harlow who is a supermodel like be became a big deal right they're like she is so bold and beautiful for not trying to even out her skin tone which you know, she is a very, very uh, striking case of vitiligo. Cool for her, doing whatever she wants to do, pursuing her career. I just think that it's weird that we're like, 
oh, cool. If we have someone like this that fits into this box in our group, then we look like we are more tolerant when you're actually singling people yeah. out because of their health implications or race. Go, go search out, they go to modeling scouts and they're like, go search out somebody who has vitiligo. Search out somebody who is 180 pounds and 5'4 to walk a runway. Find an amputee, find someone in a wheelchair. Someone from Ukraine. Like, yeah, find someone from all... Ukraine. Like, it's it's really weird. Yeah. It's um, super weird. And it's so, such tokenism. Like, mm -hmm. what they're saying is if there had been two more black people, people are okay phone, with tokenism. Okay. That, what it's I've creepy, learned is that creepy, creepy. people are now 110% okay with tokenism. Mm -hmm. And being they, they, tokenized. They don't they care. Are, like, yeah. Shouldn't, on the face of it, shouldn't all the changes that the diversity Ugh. consultant made really just seed some site like some like so some amount of doubt in the minds of anyone afterward that's been nominated it should but they don't care the baftas are um coping a little bit because i think they changed their background image on youtube to a picture of daniel kaluuya um they're like we when love people you. started you know tweeting about baftas so white they're trying to like repair their image now, even though Daniel Kaluuya didn't win anything this year. <laughs> Did he present? That, 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 he, like, I well, guess he must he have, but he didn't. He was a great presenter. He, yeah, he crowd. didn't win they're anything. Like, so like, why, why is he your cover image on, on YouTube now? Yeah. I also looked up like more of the BAFTA So White hashtag and saw this horrible speech from Joaquin Phoenix from 2020. I can't watch it. I don't have it in me today. I think it's copyrighted anyways. It's Well, it'll... that must have been before <clears throat> it was. George Floyd died. Um, right? Um, it would be because if it were February of 2020 and he died in May. Wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't matter. They were like, Hollywood's been on this train for ages and he was riding the success of Joker at that time. So he, he would have used yeah. it to, to virtue signal. And look, when he he's talks, like, I feel so privileged to be here, and we just need to recognize. He doesn't that. talk like like they don't talk like human beings when they do this shit. Mm -hmm. Like they they sound like PR agencies. Deconstruct whiteness. And what was the other one? Tear down the the pillars of whiteness. They don't talk do like human them, beings. Yeah. Do any of them actually want to give these speeches? Honestly, no. no I mean, I mean, he actually, he's award, a, he's a bleeding heart. So I mean, he, you're yeah. right. If yeah, you he won might. an award though, and you like are great. Who what who do you actually what do you actually really definitely want to talk about? I I know there are a couple mm -hmm. ideologues who are bleeding hearts who really want to talk about. But most people they want to. But say, here's the thing. Thank you to my mom. Yeah. Thank you to my wife. Thank you to whoever I'm leaving now. If right? he is, but they they feel like they become more successful <clears throat> if they make these weird political culturally like, acceptable points, and I think yeah. that is one of the reasons that we should just do away with award show and i'll i'll start by saying no one can give a speech right just uh -huh. give them the awards and shift them off stage like cut that out and see if people want to watch the show or if people if these celebrities want to go anymore now that their opportunity to preach has been taken away from them every single one of them has a twitter they'll platform. just wear. make a long thread yeah. film a video do it there yeah. don't do it during the award show and see if people will come back to see who won i think that would help like in any other industry you would not benefit from like your first instinct after something good happening to you based on an earned success. Ooh, that one got me. Sorry. <laughs> your first instinct being to to self-flagellate and apologize. It's humble bragging. That is not something that's normalized in other industries. 
And it's pedantic. They're looking down on people. They're saying, like, I am so aware of what I have in my privilege and how great I am. Yeah, he's, it's, it's like, humble bragging. It's not bragging. genuine. Nothing he's, saying, he's doing is changing the way he lives his life. Look, it's, it's the type of thing that happens when he says that on the, on the cusp of victory, right? So he's now gotten his award. Now he can virtue signal about this. And that would be one thing if I didn't hate the fact that none of them talk like human beings when they do it. I can buy that Joaquin Phoenix is a bleeding heart liberal, if not leftist, and I can totally. listen to what he has to say and be okay with it if he actually talks to me like a person well, and he doesn't just about... start spewing five thousand buzz yeah. buzzwords where nine of the fifteen word nine of the next fifteen words are all something that came out of a Robin D'Angelo book. I don't want to hear it in that context. I want to know what you think about it. If you believe that, if that if those are your wholehearted beliefs. You should be able to phrase it in a way that sounds like a human being said it, not like it was written by a textbook by some self-hating lady who's grifting. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no problem. I, I don't agree with the message, but I would be more inclined to listen to your garbage if you actually said the garbage in your own words. But um, they're not. It's bereft of, of actual compassion, which is why it doesn't resonate. Yeah. Um, same thing with Me Too. It was like supposed to be this bleeding heart cause for victims of sexual harassment and people who are like legitimately victimized which was an actual problem disproportionately affecting people in the entertainment industry Mm. and it turned into something anyone with legitimate or illegitimate claims uh could use to like as a weapon yeah well, and he, that it lacked actual compassion which is why it lost steam so quickly it just doesn't um actually make anyone feel anything genuine here's the thing jacob edler says they don't believe anything they say it's all for attention i believe that here's the problem why is it that whenever they go off on these uh race uh, race-based or or gender-based tirades it always sounds like a, like they're reading from a script right i don't believe that they believe anything that they say, but for some reason they can fake it better I think with other things. I but mean, is it conservatives because those are, fake yeah. their foundational values all the time. All the time. I, well, I think with anyone Absolutely. in these positions, right? You yeah. put the media statement out there, you have a quote, it gets circle circulated. Joaquin Phoenix said these things, and then if he's ever accused of anything, it could be like, "Not Joaquin Phoenix. He said he recognizes his privilege. Like yeah. you can't accuse him of not being aware. Yeah. He already. It's, the, it's just. I think it's all that an opportunity. Matter. They they come for them anyways. They, I mean, they haven't realized they, they that. They will at times, but I do think it comes up where it's like, oh, well, he's tried to acknowledge whatever. Like, it just depends on if the media likes you that day or not. It doesn't protect you completely, but it's an opportunity to sort of build a a defense, right? It's a way to say like, oh, well, I mentioned how bad it was for the environment in this one speech. So when I took a private plane, they still got to say like, well, he does talk about his concerns about the environment. That's what they do to Leonardo DiCaprio, right? They're, they're, the fact that they read it like they're coming from a script, that's what disgusts me more than anything. What they say disgusts me. The fact that they can't even fake it well disgusts me more somehow. Like, like something about the fact that they seem so insincere is more disgusting to me than the fact that what they're saying is already a point. Well, especially with the white celebrities yeah. that lash themselves it's so and everything. Fake. It's like... Not only am I going to like sit in my own filth, but you also have to like walk through and and watch me do it. Like you have to watch me like bathe in in my own shit and clap as well, you know, yeah. All right, well now that we've told the BAFTAs exactly how we feel about them, I think we've got some super chats, Mary. 
Halls and the Kid said, I could have watched all the Fast and Furious times 10 by now. Uh, I got a life. I don't know what to tell you, Jessica. <laughs> I don't really watch that much TV, so it's hard to, uh, you know, it's something I don't normally do. I don't have access to a lot of streaming stuff. I, I apologize for my uh, inability to complete the challenge. You're busy. It's okay. You'll do it eventually. Get I, I, get I mean, the, I mean, they'll probably end up making. I, I believe the the last movie will be two movies broken into. It's gonna be Fast X and Fast X point two, maybe. Like, uh, so you, I think you'll, we need more of these. Movies. You'll get the. You'll get it done eventually. Double Derp said Brett is one hundred percent on point twenty five percent of the time. I'll take it. I, I bet you're better on... than being twenty five percent on point one hundred percent of the time. No, I think it's weirder right? if someone is one hundred percent on point 100% of the time, right? Then like, are you even thinking for yourself? Like, do you just like this person so much you'll agree with anything they say? <laughs> I'm, it's, it's good to have people not agree with you at times. I am here to be the the stick in the mud of everybody's like uh, anger at everything. <laughs> like uh, when everybody complains about everything, I'm here to be the stick in the mud who says, well, maybe there was something okay. And then uh, usually I end up like agreeing anyways, but it's like, I'm kind of like, like when I, but the Twitter, the, my old Twitter before, like I deleted it, used to like a lifelong devil's advocate. And I know that that's annoying, but I like to point out stuff every once in a while, like that, that like might, like maybe if you look at it from that perspective, which most of the time, if you're saying, like if you've already watched something, you're not going to come to that conclusion after the fact. But I like the idea that there's people that could be like, okay, well, I didn't think of it like that. Mm, and yeah. that's not going to be everyone. It's not even going to be most of the people, but like. It is what it is. I also find that I'm like, uh, I, I try to not do that as like a bulwark against being easily influenced. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's like, uh, I tend to like, if the room is negative, I fall into that cycle, right? So I have to push back. Otherwise, I'm just going to fall victim to whatever positive or negative. If everyone loves it, then I'm just going to love it because everyone else loved it. So I need to like find a reason of my own to either why did I love it for that reason or why did I not like it and then tell people what that is so that I can keep myself from yeah. being too uh, unduly influenced. I getcha. Did you delete your Twitter because you performed a feminist rap at an award show and it went yeah. poorly? No, no. I, I, I mean, I, I've, uh, I've hated Twitter for a long... I mean, I love Twitter now. Uh, I, my Twitter is unbelievably positive, but um, in general, I, I just wasn't using it. Though I am my... my, um, my uh, my follower count is getting close to where it was before, so hopefully I can catch myself back up to there in the short time I've been I've been on there. But I tend to keep it very positive. Brett's in it for the followers. I'm in it for the fun. Celebrity. It's uh, it's just me talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh, and things that I like, and then all the tweets that I read from other people are things that they're upset about. So somebody has to add some some positivity to this world. No, I think that's good. If like we can't all be Joaquin Phoenix and lash ourselves on the back in the form of positivity. Potatoes for Seamus said, "Hi, Hannah, Claire, Mary, and I guess Brett. Hope Brett likes me still, even after all the gaslighting. Happy Friday, by the way. Hope you have great plans for the weekend." Hello, so that's just, why am I starting to believe that it's Friday now? But that's just mean. Like, like now, now you want it to be the weekend, and it's yeah. not. And that's it's just not even worse. close. It's not even close. It's only Tuesday. That like that would be less offensive on a on a thursday kelly horde said hannah claire was great to see you on with coulter asking questions i would have asked as a longtime fan hadn't followed her in a while and it was a great show i'm glad you liked it yeah it was really fun to have ann on uh for a couple years and i think it's cool to have uh people who have been in mainstream media on different sort of alternative platforms right it is interesting to see them how they react to the less structured environment yeah it's yeah. fun to see and i think more and more uh like this kind of show and podcasts in general have uh, more of an up. audience than I think 
mainstream media is going to be able to regain in coming years. There will ever be a time where we start seeing podcasts on airports. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like the joke that like think, nobody watches CNN, they only see it because it's on at the airport. Will there ever be a day where bussing with the bros is on at? Uh, bussing with the bros. Is on well, it. I think it, they'd have to all get signed to some kind of network, yeah, right? Exactly. And then, it, like, what I was thinking about the other day is, like, you know, if you want to be a member at TimCast, you sign up and you pay, like, I don't remember how much it is, $10 a month. Yeah. Like, same thing for Daily Wire. So at some point, like, I wonder if someone will come out with, like, a mega pass and you pay... $50 a month, but you get access to a bunch of these different alternative platforms, and that sort of becomes the beginning of the umbrella company. Like, maybe that's Joe Rogan's next move, is he signs with airports to, like, play his podcast exclusively. I think, but airports want stuff that's bland, right? Like, if they could put on the Home Shopping Network, I think they would. Although, maybe that's too spicy, because they've got all kinds of interesting products. Like, <laughs> they want something that, like, people aren't going to blame them for having on. You don't want to see, they don't want to see Joe Rogan talking about DMT while they're at the or airport bar. Or like if bar. he and Elon smoke weed and then like a kid's in the airport when that happens and the mom's upset and it's like, how could you have drugs in the airport? You know what I mean? I would, I would pay to see like airport reactions of like normies watching Alex Jones episodes of, of Joe Rogan. Like that would be comic. That would be comedy gold. Make everyone go crazy. Yep. Bigfoot biologist said, love to see this lineup on PCC. Brett needs to make more IRL appearances, though. You articulate your thoughts very well, Brett. Hi, Mary and Hannah Claire. Yeah, you my, gotta come back on IRL. My brain is a is a absolute mess, so thank you for that. But I yeah, uh, I, I don't think I've been on since... who There was the, the guy who was Royce, who was running for office in Minnesota. I think that was the last time. Did you go on because you're a Minnesota boy? Basically, yeah. There, I was the token Minnesota. You were um, tokenized. I was tokenized to be the Minnesota representative for that podcast. That's hilarious. That was, uh, they're like, oh, well, you're from Minnesota. Like, you understand. I'm like, I, I can say, I, hey, I don't like Ilhan Omar. Sign me up. What I'm waiting for is someone to be like, well, that guy was actually a movie star. And so we brought in our pop culture people. That, oh, that, I was on with Dallas Sonia. Yeah, I remember so that, that, one. Was, um, that was that was fun. I don't know how, what I'm allowed to say, but like there, I think there is an actress coming up that one of you guys should come on for. That would yeah. be cool. High Voltage 75 said, I like the new outro cam. It shows us what a mess those money guns make. Yes. Um, it was um, a, a moment like the, the original concept was supposed to be like, you know, like when a news just cast goes like, off the air. Swings away. It swings away from the reporter as yeah. he's doing the, as he's like blandly organized. Like, I don't think he actually even organizes Is his anything notes. on the notes is there, at is all? Even or are they just blank pieces of paper now that, that he shuffles around? And now they use tablets, right? Like, yeah. uh, what, one of my guilty pleasure Does follows. Does he shuffle the tablet? On Instagram is this lady Caroline on TV. And like, she, she just, like, it's really funny. She's a news reporter. She used to be in like, um, like, San Francisco and I think now she's in Texas and it's funny because I was just realized one day that I'd never heard her talk because she just does TikToks and reels and then one day like she actually like talked on air like like did a reel where she was talking about the news that day and she had a reporter voice and it was really weird because I was just used to her like singing like TikTok songs <laughs> while so doing funny. her videos in studio but yeah that's where that idea came from but I like the idea now of just people getting to see the money as I as I valiantly try to clean yeah. it up before we go off there and then Mary Mary cleans up most of it is we try to get the segments out and edit it as quickly as possible so uh okay this is a long username many of you may have just went ahead and lost your beep mind said our audience our audience is superhero fatigued or is it bad writing bad writing both might be both bad writing i i think that it's both for people other than you 
I think it's bad. I think it's bad writing. I think um, uh, the general con consensus here is: look, the, the Marvel will still have the the large pool of N95 wearing masks, as you said, Mary. Uh, the, the N95 followers. Maybe that's what we should call them from now on. They're N95. the Marvel worms. The, that, the Marvel that worms. wait obediently for the post post credit scene. But I think that all it takes with their look, N95 on. The summer blockbuster outside of Avatar and Top Gun Maverick proves that the the bankable summer blockbuster is still the superhero movie. It's just that it's all so bland and, you know, take your take your muck, eat it uh, is all they give you. Like, we're just not getting the stuff like the, the better writing is in the television world, right? Like people love the boys like the, the boys is fine. Like. The better writing is uh, going to end up on TV and the movies are all going to be bland because the concepts in general lead themselves to the same. I think it's why they did origin stories repeatedly for so long because it was a formula they could all follow for all of them. Mm -hmm. And a good origin story is fairly easy to do if you follow the formula. But once they've now gotten past that, like, look, they're making the Flash movie with like barely any Flash. It's like, even, even though he's yeah. in it twice, it's still focused more on Batman and Supergirl and another Batman than it did the fact that the, it was the Flash's movie. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they have the writing that they used to. Rascal King said, as a new Mexican, the Rascal King cannot stand that Baldwin doesn't seem to be held accountable. He's also, they're working on that movie again. They opened set back up. So I would love for like, there will be a documentary one day about the first time they go back to shoot that scene. They're making a documentary yeah. about what happened. But like, like, they need to make a thing like countdown to when they start back up and they have to like, my question is this. It's going to be Did awkward. they pick up right where they left off? Did they pick up right at that scene again? Or are they rewriting the movie? Because well, they yeah. want to like, not have that shot. I mean, like theoretically, he was like, what, pointing a gun at the camera for, to get a certain angle. Like maybe they don't want that in there at all because yeah. everyone who sees it will be like, oh, this is when that They're happened. Gonna be like also, her <laughs> husband, as part of the, set, the wrongful death settlement, uh, I think his name's Mike Hutchins, yeah. uh, is an executive producer on the movie now, which I just... That must be so Reeks weird. of uh, payoff to me, but what do I know? Uh, let's hold off on the rest, and we will come back. Okay. All right, guys. Alison Brie. <laughs> um, Alison Brie has a, a role coming out where she performs um, sex scenes on camera, and those scenes were directed by her husband. Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Thoughts? I feel like the, the duo of... Dave and James Franco is sort of like the Cuomos <laughs> the gen of Hollywood, yeah. you know, like the just absolutely detestable people. And this is like, this reminded me of James Franco's school of acting where he did an all female acting class on doing sex scenes with him being the only male and the only instructor doing like imitating sex scenes with his students. And then allegedly, like, taking the, the guards between their genitals off mm -hmm. during these imitations. He's like, look, it's sex. less real like, this way. Let's, let's make it more real. Makes it more organic, you know? Just <laughs> That's the logic they would, they would use. Like, and was literally me tooed by his own students. Okay, you know how I think it's Dave uh, or Kirk Cameron, he, like, refuses to kiss anyone but his wife. So what, sometimes when he's in a movie and there's, like, kissing, it's like, 
the back of the woman's ne- head Neil in McDonough. a wig. Neil yeah, McDonough. Yeah, there's a couple of them uh, do well, this. Neil McDonough. I, I mean, I don't think Neil McDonough said anything about kissing, but he won't perform. He won't do sex scenes. And yeah. he got in trouble in Hollywood and back Penn in the day. And Badgley okay. has yep. announced that he will not be doing intimate scenes anymore. I think this is a great fidelity idea Fidelity to his wife. Yeah. I think this is a great idea. I don't think that we need to have as many sex scenes as Hollywood thinks we do. And I think it's good for people to put their marriage before their career, right? Well, some people I said, think, like, the Penn Badgley thing is an obvious case in their opinion of he cheated and now he's on a tight leash. Sure, whatever works, <laughs> man. I, don't, I respect that. Uh, there was a story about Melania Trump, like, Trump's not allowed to spend more than one night away from her or something. Mm. And, you know, sure, good for them. Do whatever makes your marriage work. But with this one, this, like, he choreographs her sex scenes, it, I can't help but think of Kirk Cameron, like, in a weird way. Is, he, is Dave Franco saying, like, oh, you can do sex scenes as long as I'm there observing everything that happens? Well, he said like, in sounds the, like a cuck fetish. He says in the, Or, like, a to make sure you're, like... You, you really are doing a sex how scene much I would look, look how far your genitals apart how far right, are they apart right. he's or like he's like, got like a tape measure he's like measuring make enough room there. for Jesus there's yeah. a couple like people saying like oh I don't remember who it was but some like young actors being like they told us just like go into the the trailer and rehearse our intimate scene or whatever <laughs> what could go wrong like what better and be I a camera like, in there my god like, in this way Dave Franco is like there is no rehearsing without me as I am the director yeah. like you know what I mean like I don't love it at all but it is weird because so there's people, a version of this yeah. where he's like actually deeply controlling so, so there's this really like copium response that Alison Brie gave to Jezebel she said it doesn't make Dave and I uncomfortable we've worked together enough now I mean the second movie that we did together ever as actors was Jeff Baina's The Little hours and in that movie dave has makeout or sex scenes with like three other actresses and me so i just feel like that was the ripping of the band-aid yeah which okay. means initially she must have been uncomfortable with it yeah. and then was just told that in order to be professional they, she has to disregard her is she, weird feelings about it yeah was she saying like, are they one of these couples that were, like, doing movies together and then started dating and then got married kind of thing? Like, w- were they dating? They were already dating. They've been married believe, since yeah. 2017. So Look, when they did that movie together, they were already a couple? They started three movies because together. Because if they were, like, actors, if they are actors, and they weren't seeing each other, and so they were in movies where he kissed other people, and so she's used to seeing him do that, and then they start dating, I could see an argument where she's like, meh, it's not that different. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's this thing about Hollywood where, like, none of this is... It, it just seems like it's not that... It's not worth risking your marriage. Well, it over, seems like right? something it that Dave Franco seem- would be much more okay with, given Here's that the- he is the one making out with other actresses in that movie the first time, and it's not her doing sex scenes with other men. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing: I was willing to like, look. I, I get a lot of crap for this. I'm like, look, it's their job. I don't give a crap. I'm not these people's parents. I'm not their marriage counselor. For I don't sure. give a crap. But here's the thing: I was willing to give them benefit of the doubt and say, like, look, look, maybe I'll check back in five years and we'll see if they're still married, right? Yeah. I was about to give them the benefit of the doubt until we got the story about her running naked through the hotel room and embarrassing him on camera. Let, let us watch. Uh, I, I'm going to give a, a little bit of a, of a, um, a what would you like, a parental advisory warning, even though it's blurred out. Who took this video? Uh, that's the, the number one question for this, right? So we're going to watch this video in which mm. she very clearly humiliates her, her husband, and he's very clearly uncomfortable by this. Uh, okay. It's playing. Yes. Again, trigger warning. Just like, this seems like you're breaking a law. It, oh, right? There was an ar- a whole article about like female privilege. Like a dude would never get away with this. Happy premiere night. <laughs> There's a guy filming this. I think it's a girl. 
girl. There's a person it's filming this. Probably like one of her girlfriends who was like, "You go for it, queen." Also, why do they have separate hotel rooms? Yep. I hate this. Yep. <laughs> get this off the screen. Yep. Get this off the screen. Like, are, is it? Do they just have separate hotel rooms for convenience? Or That's a very why good do they question. Have separate hotel rooms. Why who knows? Why is she knocking yeah. on his hotel room? Why is it phrased like that? That is that is weird. I didn't think about it like that. I mean, I'm, one might be like their shared suite, the or like be because they're getting ready room. for like award show. Maybe yeah. they just rented two rooms. Yeah, so that, like, they don't. They're like the crews have space or whatever. Know. Another so, okay. There's like a picture of them. Uncomfortable there. There's a picture of them sure. below the video that's like perfect for a little green line analysis. I think. Um, uh, he's pretty straight. Oh, it's not no, on the screen. Oh, oh they're both it's, pretty. They're both pretty straight there. Yeah, it's almost suspiciously. Well, she's leaning in a little bit. A little there. bit. Mm -hmm. He's definitely not leaning. Um. So, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's more accommodating. So I have, a, I have another question. So, so a lot of people, whenever we people go, we're like, to... why is he looking away from her if he's yeah. married to her? But yeah. it's obviously because she's acting embarrassing in public. Yep. Oh, in the and video. And it's gonna like, post the photos, like because there's a so, hundred ca cameras yelling. No, no, in the video, yeah. A lot of the people, maybe he's just purely like, what? I don't want you getting arrested for indecent exposure. Yeah, is that not? A crime? Like, is she not committing a crime in the video? Yes, she's running naked through a hotel room, which is. Where there could literally be like children. There could anywhere, be children, like... which makes me think it could be staged. And uh... like, if you, you know, you're married, you want to surprise your husband naked. Like, why are you bringing your friend to film it? Well, and I mean, unless the friend on social media, unless the friend is invited, in that case, go him. Uh, just kidding. Oh, well, not really. If it, it's, it's their I'm thing. Look, okay, here's the other question. So uh, whenever we have these discussions, we, it, imme it immediately always comes back to morals, the, the morality of sex scenes, right? So the question I had was like, if filming a, like a, a simulated sex scene is immoral, is it also immoral to watch it as a husband See, and wife? I, it's not necessarily like immoral like my bigger question is what does this say about their relationship right like yeah is this a positive thing that like she is not rehearsing sex scenes with anybody but her husband like obviously the other actor but like her husband's aware of what's going on i listened to this relationship podcast and they had two porn stars on who've been married for years and years and years and the question is obviously like how do you how are you married and then also you like they disassociate know people. they say they just like they say it doesn't matter it's just part of the work and that we film together and like we don't view sex in the way that you guys view sex. So it, it's already mm -hmm. different for us. And maybe that's true for actors, right? Like maybe they don't view sex as something that's like private and like special to the couple because they are commodified to That's the sex thing scenes. though. I think that's bad. Like if you I think that's bad don't too. view sex as a personal encounter, then they, you probably have a bad view of intimacy. Like. They it's don't have probably kids. bad for so, no, your yeah. relationship. They also, Here's another thing that Dave Franco said, by the way. I just wanted to give his point of view on it. He said, I realize that it sounds wild, but we are actors. This is our job. It's actually not that weird. And with something like this, because it's our baby that we made together. Love that's that you what call I want to talk about. Movie. Like, I just think our first priority is always just the movie. Does the scene feel right and does it feel good? Like, we don't want any romantic scenes with Jay to play awkwardly or strangely in any way. So your baby is a movie. That I mean, is I, I think the choice of words That's what I said at the top is... of this, right? Like, there are plenty of people in Hollywood who are saying my marriage and my relationship with my, typically it's wife because it's a male actor, is more important than 
the craft of the art or making the movie. There are things that I won't sacrifice to make a movie that's going to make a couple million dollars and then I'll move yeah, on. Yeah, this is an Amazon else. Prime movie. It ain't going to make that. Right? Like, <laughs> maybe they're establishing themselves as, like, a husband, wife, director, actor, doer, or whatever, and so they see this as really important. But, like, I mm. think that you shouldn't put your career above everything in your life, and that is kind of what they're communicating. This mm -hmm. professional uh, goal, which is fine to have professional goals, is our priority over our marriage, which that almost seemed like weird. the relationship between Mia Farrow and Woody Allen, where yeah. like she was starring in all of these movies that he made. And then when she found out that they, that Woody Allen and their, her adopted daughter, um, who was 21 at the time, uh, got together. Who he's still married to. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, when she found out about that, they were in the middle of filming the last film that they ever made together. And she had to continue working with him after she found out about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think like that goes to show, um, obviously people in Hollywood should not be our models for, for how we look at our relationships and our personal lives. But when we bring morality into it, it's really them that start the conversation about morality because they're saying, it's not weird. You shouldn't look at it as weird. They're, they're giving the shoulds and shouldn'ts about, about what's normal and, and what you should think about it. And then my response is just like going along with that conversation that they started. And I'm saying, no, I don't think it is normal. And I don't have to accept that you think it is. Yeah. You know? I think it's weird that Hollywood has created this culture for actors. Like we don't actually work in Hollywood. We just comment on it from afar. I don't live in the industry. I don't have tons of friends who are every day going out to auditions or trying to make it or whatever. I think it's weird that Hollywood has created this culture that the expectation is that you do these things for success and for craft, right? Yeah. That these two people who have been in the industry for a long time, obviously he's got a brother who's in it. You know, I assume they've been living in, in LA for years. They've been a part of this culture for a long time that they're like, it's not weird for us. This is the way it should be. Like, do they have an option to say, no, it is weird and we won't do it, right? Like if they if do she, have that option. If, but do they think they have that option, right? Like, of course they that's have it. That's their job to figure that out themselves. And that's what I find interesting. Yeah. Like, I find yeah. it interesting that, like, wouldn't it have been weirder if they had put in an article and she was like, no, I don't perform any sex scenes without my husband. Like, if you see me doing a sex scene, it's actually Dave over the here doing the body double, right? Like, would that be weirder for us? Or would it seem, like, in some ways better? Like, she mm -hmm. is putting a boundary. Because we can debate all day long whether Hollywood should have as many loose morals and a, such a weird interpretation of like whether or not there should be sex in movies that they have but more and more we see male actors saying no i am not comfortable with this because my marriage is my priority like would she feel like she can do the same thing or would we be told that that's like anti-feminist you know i just feel like the whole conversation is strange because she doesn't have she would never it doesn't seem like she would ever consider the other option which feels like no i got married so i won't do any more sex scenes mm -hmm. I don't care what they do, but this is what I want from them. If, if so, so you can do this, you can say that it's, it's fine. It's, it's your job. Cool. Right. But here's what I want in five years, or if for some reason this ends up playing some role in your divorce, I want you to come on and do a, a similar interview and tell people how it played a role in your divorce so that people can know that it wasn't all uh, peaches and cream perfect, you know, from start to finish, and that it did play a role in it. Just, just for people to have that information. I wish they would be that honesty, honest, honest, and I think that would be good. I just don't think that would happen. They right? can't admit fault like they that. They can't say you know? that, like, having sex scenes in movies and pushing them everywhere 
is not only bad for culture, but bad for the actors. Did I mean, you don't even need to say anything about the morality of sex scenes in general. You can just say, like, personally, we thought we were okay with it, but we weren't. And that doesn't even talk about the morality of all the rest of it. But I think, that, I think that would be evidence that there is something there. wrong, and therefore it would be no, not yeah. beneficial for them. Also, you can't put it back in the bottle, right? If they do split up in a couple years, if they aren't forever... Like, she can't then be like, oh, I've learned, like, last time I was married, I did this, and it, it affected my marriage. So going forward, if, I, if she gets remarried, I don't want to do it anymore. Because then she is commenting on the institution that Hollywood says is okay. That you shouldn't have a problem. We've been to intimacy coordinators. Everything's cool. See, this married couple doesn't mind. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a weird standard, it's, it's weird standard for behavior. Would Someone it bother, the, would the it bother you said, less? We need to bring back puritanism. Would it bother you less if they Some made it abundantly sure. clear, if they were more um, apt to say, look, we're not saying that this is for everyone. This is a decision that we as individuals have made and don't condone, necessarily condone it for all to do. Say that again. Okay, so so well, like what they are they are saying that they're exceptions. That's okay, exactly what they then, said. Then I get, then I guess I just don't care. Like I don't ever. I, mean, I, I don't. I think that take is like incredibly cold to just say, not cold as in cruel. I'm saying like your take sucks. If you're saying that two consenting adults, because they can do something, therefore should like. That's dumb. What? So you're saying that they think they are exceptions? No, I'm saying like as long as the, as, lo- as long as they're not promoting this as like this is good, everyone should do this, and they're just saying we're individuals. We are our own. We're a couple. We're individuals. We're our own people. We're not saying everyone should do this, but this works. Well, that's for essentially us. what they are saying. But the, at the same time, they're telling people who are not from this industry, you should see this as normal because it's normal for us. That's where they're bringing up a conversation of morality, and it's I'm isn't there fully a little bit of inference invited there? Yeah, I to think there's, give isn't my there's opinion. In, isn't there I some think inference there? Them saying one thing is not them also saying another thing. I think they are saying like this is normal for us, and it doesn't bother our marriage, and they're not saying that anyone else has to accept it or that they would recommend mm-hmm. it. They're just saying this is what we do. I agree that they are presenting this. Uh, young Hollywood couple who's doing stuff that now other couples who are maybe in their position are going to be like, well, if it doesn't bother them, maybe it shouldn't bother us. And that's, it's really not a one size fits all decision, Mm -hmm. right? Just because they're okay with it. Maybe they're desensitized to like the potential dangers of this type of behavior doesn't mean that like it's a glowing endorsement of it for like, uh, for everyone. And you are right that in general, celebrities of any sort are not people to model your life after. So you're 100% right about mm. that. That's I just a, think it's a weird commentary on how Hollywood values marriage, right? Like it's yeah. the ultimate careerism over anything else. I, I would be more interested in an actress who's like, you know, it's like a you read about this sometimes and it feels so strange, but there'll be women who will say, uh, you know, it's like I'm thinking of like Anne of Green Gables or like these old, you know, old books from like the 1800s. And they're saying like, oh, well, I got married, so I stopped teaching school. Like you could probably keep teaching school even if you're married. Yeah. Right. But what she's saying is like, oh, well, I, I changed nothing about what I was willing to do to gain notoriety and to, to perform in my films because I got married, got married. And like, I think ultimately, like personally, like there is probably stuff that I would change if like when I'm married. But yeah. it's not because I'm oppressed. It's just because like 
you're taking on a new commitment that diver de that deserves to have your full attention and devotion women and men are probably judged very differently in this realm you're probably right about that like if neil mcdonough saying i'm no longer doing sex scene or i'm not doing sex scenes because i'm married makes sense it's a, you know he's saying that but if a girl was to say that she would be judged as being what anti-feminist mm -hmm. for saying that like you just don't care about your career you're letting a man dictate what you can do as your I think that like we well, probably yeah. yeah I don't think we breed a respect for marriage in Hollywood by saying like oh well we're actors so it's normal for us like but if you were uncomfortable would you say no and I think they honestly wouldn't I think yeah. that they would be like we'll keep being this way because this is the stuff that sells and we put selling our movies and our baby our project over other things and that's an endless supply yeah. of actors because the ones who do have enough clout and power to say no are higher up and are already aging out of those roles anyways mm -hmm. so it's almost like a sell it's like it's a self-refilling prophecy if any sort so yeah weird super chats let's go let's go dumbledore said since it is one of my big vices i'm gonna try to give up being a snarky a-hole to people online for lent feels like punishment restricting myself kind words probably the right call that is all supposed to think about why you're sacrificing if it's a challenge it's good right salmond outdoors said hey brett i sent you a picture on instagram if you guys ever do a timcast movie can i be tim's stunt double um i didn't you it, are it, casting director is, there, is this a tim look-alike in the chat uh, um is it, it must have gone to like the the request folder um I well, you did ca contact the right person, I our didn't, casting director, I didn't, Brett. Yes, that's, well, that's me. Uh, send Brett all messages is the resident to casting director. Right? I think that's so, so. funny. Yep, it's, uh, <laughs> Wesley is downstairs like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not hey. true at all. Isaac Martinez said, Ariana DeBose was so bad that it makes Cardi B's vocals match with Celine Dion. And this is coming from someone who doesn't like her music. Love me some Celine Dion. I just think whoever was like, yes, good performance. We're excited for you. Just she should fire them immediately. Like she her, her agent is gone. I wish it separate were from the feminism, a right? self-aware like mm -hmm. satire of liberal feminism and like Hollywood feminism. Yeah. But I know it's not. It's not. And even beyond the the, the feminism aspect, like she's gonna do a feminist thing that's fine <laughs> at least make it sound good this didn't even sound good yeah like, they like they really... when lizzo does it she gets platinum hits sure. and then and this, this girl... is just a mess this is bad. <laughs> like fire whoever did this oh i was in public so i had to listen to a lizzo song yesterday and i just think like how is this popular like it's bad bitch o'clock i don't mind all of it's her music it's thick 30. I don't mind all of her music. What? That's but so like, lowbrow. It's, it's the pushing of Lizzo. Yeah. Like when she's at an award show and they're like, she looks amazing and she's so empowering that that's what bothers me. Like she's got some pop hits, good to, good for her. I just don't understand why we all it's have never to like bow nothing. down and adore her, you know? Not even, I don't even think that her songs are catchy. Uh, Busta Cap says, Brett just totally said that with a straight face. Titanic is Brett's favorite movie confirmed. I, Cause I said, uh, I, yeah. I love me some Celine Dion. Actually. I thought you just like Celine Dion. The you, best you Celine Dion the song is her song from, um, Deadpool 2, oh. which Ryan Reynolds got like personally contacted her to perform. Would you go to a Celine Dion concert? Have you already been to a Celine Dion concert? I couldn't name two Celine Dion songs. I don't believe you. I Other you than my closeted Celine Dion fan. I could Oh, no, there was the, like, nah, I'd have to come back to that. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think I could. Uh -huh. But what, it depends. How much are the tickets? Because I imagine Celine Dion tickets go for a pretty penny these days. Also, is she's sick. Yeah. She's she, got a limited she, amount of time left yeah. to even sing. Yeah. yeah. 
Dumbledurp said, BAFTA, the comedian Reginald Hunter commented on European demographics. He said, it's where they make white people. It's like white people's Africa. <laughs> <laughs> the BAFTAs. Um, okay. Rhaegar, I, st I stand with James O'Keefe Targaryen, said, would love to have seen Steve Deese as a pop culture crisis guest. He talks about pop culture a lot on his show. Dude is legit, and I have been following him since 2015. Can't wait to see his new movie. The, the yeah, best, cool. The best part of it was, like, he was excited for us to watch it. Like when yeah, we're watching it, like cool. like he was very excited for us to like certain parts would come up and he would be like like he's me. Well, whenever. it almost would feel a little like pressure if someone is who made the movie is watching your reaction yeah. to the whole thing. Like it, I would feel a little bit. I'm I'm telling under you, pressure. No, I think it's cool that he did that, and I think you know I like the idea that like even to a small audience, like yeah, you know our office, it's important to him. It's he's not just like oh these kids are so lucky to have my private right. screen movie like. <laughs> He values uh, y'all's feedback. Mighty Rex says Gen Z exists because Titanic made women believe in romance. I kind of love Wait, it because what? I think uh, you don't understand women. Um, like uh, is or, that or, timeline or, even correct? Or maybe may, may, maybe brought back their love of romance. No, nope, I don't it think dying? it went anywhere. Like, <laughs> I, I love. I, well, here's the thing. I talk a lot about how I don't see a lot of like they don't promote romance and music the way they used to. Not they, in the music. They, yeah. Not in the music. Like, well, it's all it's all bad bitch o'clock. You can Lizzo. you can self love track back. Oh, oh, don't even. Get me That's started. what it is. Uh, you can track self love back. songs are more are more popular now I than it. love songs. It's 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 abhorrent. It's disgusting. It should be banned. It's like Ariana I, Grande making a song like Seven Rings. It's literally about the the fact that she's rich. Yes. Like, like I, cool, good for you, I guess. The concept of self-love is promoted through the media is, is part of what's destroying our society because it's it's tricking people into believing that they don't need anyone else when what we've learned through society is that, uh, you know, like with Chelsea Handler, like, yes, your money will not keep you warm at night when you eventually get older. And I think that what the problem is, feminism, whether we're talking um, Beyonce and single girls and all this music that's been pushed on kids at the most impressionable of ages will damage them at the most at, at the most crucial times in their lives right so it'll be too late by the time they realize that everything that they were sold when they were younger is if not a lie a gross mischaracterization of what it actually means to grow up in a society in which you have to interact with other people yeah. right we don't value human connection anymore we value self-sufficiency to a absolutely disgusting degree. I don't think degree. it's self-sufficiency. I think it's yeah. just selfishness. Right? That, that I think would be the better word for it. Prioritizing self yeah. over anything. There are all kinds of love in the world, and being self-accepting and being comfortable with who you are is good. But it, lo loving something and loving other people or loving your community, like to narrow that down to just like, well, you should put self-love above, above everything yep. else. Is just continuing to put arrogance and narcissism and selfishness above everything else. Like cultivating that, and everyone has streaks of that, right? It's it's you know part of balancing human character yeah. but to make something that is generally typically always about more than yourself to turn it completely into like well you have to love yourself first you have to put yourself first all the time forever and ever and you can never think anything mm -hmm. except that people are trying to harm you and that you know anyone who questions you is actually like damaging like it's no, just they're narcissists anybody that questions you is a narcissist it assumes there's no goodwill between strangers mm -hmm. exactly honestly. it's yeah. the one issue that like i cannot 
help. Like there is no way for me to to approach it other than it disgusts me. Like the amount of yeah. like like the yeah. amount of worship we have for ourselves yeah. these days is disgusting. Well, and I also think part of it is uh, hypersexualization, right? So yep. we put like romantic love always has to have a sexual component and always has to push that. So what we used to see, what or if it song? doesn't have a sexual component, it's because you're in some weird like polyamorous polycule yeah. so and you, you know, make TikToks together. What I was thinking was, uh, who was that girl? She's really young and she had a song that was like, I love myself. And it was like, obviously kind of about like self pleasure. And she was really young. I think she's in Pitch Perfect or something. Like it's this weird thing where it's like, all of it is about sexual gratification. Like this was in Pitch Perfect? It was some pop song that was popular for a while. Probably and one of the people say, like, in this music, but not. Thank you. I'll try and find it. But like, it was this thing where you're like, what is this young teenager singing about on the radio? Hmm. And I think ultimately like everyone puts, like it's, it's confusing love with sexual gratification, right? And we did that between two human beings and now it's like, but just focus on yourself, which is yeah. creepy and weird. I hate it. It's just, it's just, it's just really weird to me. I, yeah. It's one of those issues. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I do like it. I do like the PTZ camera. I do. Sketch therapy said, "Low views add feminist rap for diversity tax credits." Yeah, it's it's all about that stakeholder <laughs> capitalism, guys. Yeah. Sketch therapy also said, "Doing your job well, POC doesn't help us make jobs for us." They're taking our gerbs. <laughs> um. Hugh Burrito said, Brett, big ups for beating drugs, bud. God bless, brother. I skated for Powell Peralta. Question, Mary, small enough to sneak into a movie as a snack. Don't ban, LOL. Thoughts? Have you ever pretended Haven't to be... tried yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, as for him... They're like, ma'am, you can't go in the theater. Snacks aren't allowed. <laughs> no snacks. When I, Sorry. When I was a teen, That's a great pickup line. Oh, my yeah. God. Somebody <laughs> is really missing their opportunity. I need to go to Some a movie. Some weird, creepy theater manager I'm... is really missing his opportunity. Creepy theater manager. I'm about to try this this week. Are you okay, kidding me? Let's, let's go. go. I want Brett yeah. to fall in love, meet a nice lady, get married, and have ho little hockey babies like... so badly. <laughs> Uh, as for his mention of Powell Peralta, uh, I actually used to skate for uh, a wheel company called Eulogy, which was uh, a brand under the Powell banner. So cool. that's very cool. Uh, but yes, uh, I'm, maybe this weekend at the theater, I will just creepily stand outside of every movie, the, uh, of every auditorium, and say that to every girl that walks you by. You will get to <laughs> Someone is going to love it. I will give you $20 if you say it to at least one girl. Because I don't believe you would do it. Is $20 enough, Brett? No, Tell us. No. For about 40 it, I, How not, many crisis parties? How many crisis parties do I'm we too, need? I'm too he, introverted. He's to too shy. It's a great line. Yeah, it it's so good. Girl, you are not allowed in that theater. Didn't you see that sign? No snacks allowed. See, I think this is a good... <laughs> why are you not doing this? Uh, when are you going to become a hockey dad? Yeah, I feel like I this. am like your mom being like produce grandchildren no you have no idea the um the uh weight that was lifted off my shoulders when my brother had kids <laughs> i'm here to put the pressure back on oh, no. yeah. you have told me too many cute stories about like your grandpa and your dad doing sweet things like yep. you need to hit on a girl at a movie theater Family. and let's move on Family. we just came up with the perfect pickup line for your future wife okay so twenty dollars if you do like it. that's a horrible how many like, crisis parties just just there a is number. no number just say there a number no number first of all everyone Dude, oh at my the, gosh we made everyone it. at those movies is uh either a couple or they're underage so it's not happening that's not i don't true. believe you at all 
Yep. Also, you just need to go on like a chick flick weekend with like a bunch of. <laughs> why girls why are, are going chicks? Fl- chick flicks don't go. Chicks don't go to chick flicks together. They yes, go with they men. Do. No, married. Yeah. Do we'll they go together? What yeah, I think. Chat. I think. I think they're lying. But we're also in a chick flick drought right now. So. Yeah. I think true. girls go with their friends because their boyfriends don't want to go, and they're like, "We'll take your friend <laughs> Stacy," and they're like, "Yeah, I'll call Stacy." Take your friend Stacy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you, I Brett, I have solved your problem. This is yeah. this is the move. <laughs> Uh, or if Brett doesn't do it, someone in the chat, please oblige. Do it and let us know. Let how us know it goes. what results you get. They're gonna be like, update. I'm married. I'm yeah, like, exactly. See, Brett, this could have been you. <laughs> Maury said the term white and black is too vague and needs to go. Even Indians are lumped in with being black sometimes. It's ridiculous. Well, they're supposed to be in the AAPI category, yep. right? The thing is, they want to reduce people so that they can pit them against each other, right? Like, yeah. it's just making one tribe versus You've another tribe. You've got too many acronyms. Yeah, and it, they're well, too white, long. White, black, red, blue. Like, they're just teams that you're on to compete against the other people. It's, it's terrible. It's reductionist. Let's do one more, and then we will move on to the next topic. Sketch Therapy said, representation doesn't help POC jobs and schools do. Well... Right. Easier said than done. I mean, not, not American school All system, right. but... Let's move on. It's Battle of the Male Feminists once again. Um, this time it's between Maddie Healy, if you didn't know, he's the lead singer of the 1975, and Youngblood, who may be more influential at this point actually since he like rubs shoulders with travis barker and mgk and all of these like old dudes that are trying to bring pop punk back i'm not here for it i think young blood is a major industry plant um is there anyone you think no is, no confirmed is information on that an industry plant no i don't think he's so. been around for a really long time that's like a literal garage band so so um, who, who's another recent industry plant People thought that Billie Eilish was one. People thought Olivia Rodrigo was one. But really, the truth is, all new pop stars now, Our and honestly, like most of them one. in the past were industry players. What about the one who threw his the, his fans' phone in the water? Bad Bunny. Bad yeah. Bunny. I that did like, did Dane fe- feel no. like an industry but plant. He but is Dane, really big outside of America. Yeah. I mean, like he's big in America, but like really big. Dane yeah. says that he's like a hero in in Puerto Rico, and that everyone loves this guy. So I was like, okay, I guess it's just I a feel cultural like thing. Maddie Healy isn't just because. Like, he didn't come out of nowhere. They were around for a long time, and they've like, been a band for up. like over a decade. Is, uh, so. so wait, so is um, what about Ice Spice? Scott Dawson says Ice Spice. Oh yeah. Well, this whole thing is actually about Ice Spice. Okay. So well, what happened? Maddie Healy went on Adam Friedland's podcast, and these guys are like post-liberal um, edge lords, basically. They started talking about Harry Styles and queer baiting. Maddie Healy compared Harry Styles queer baiting to getting an N-word pass from the gay community because Harry Styles is actually not gay, but he gets to present as gay to be more marketable, right? Mm -hmm. So then they started um, talking about Ice Spice and they were making jokes about like, how she's kind of racially ambiguous and started debating what her ethnicity might be. Didn't they used to say that about Ariana Grande? Well, Ariana Grande is debated because she just, like, changes her skin tone constantly. Yeah. So, But Ice Spice is just, like, as far as I can tell, is just a biracial black woman. Okay. But anyway, they started, like, joking about her... Ac- her um, ethnicity and they started like mocking different accents and just being like edgelords whatever and then Youngblood reacted to this because people were mad at Maddie Healy um, for even interacting with these people. Mm -hmm. Youngblood tweeted 
love listening to three privileged white dudes sit around and objectify a young black female artist who's blowing up. Welcome to your 30s, I guess. Um, Whoa, calling him old. <laughs> well, Youngblood is actually like 25 and he's, acts like he's 15. He's so calling, he doesn't really have room to talk. No, he's calling Matt Healy old, right? Like yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're no longer cool, why are you even talking? Right. Um, so then Matty Healy decided to respond on his Instagram story. Um, I just want to show this video of him imitating Youngblood, basically. He has like this emo face filter on, on Instagram. Guys, I'm so fucking angry. Someone's blown themselves up in, in the fucking air in the Ukraine. And uh, we're, I'm not, we're not gonna stand for that because we're the fucking children. It's the fucking underrated youth fucking generation. And that's so what good, we actually. stand for. Well, I, I don't, um, I don't stand for stuff. I stand against stuff. I don't. There's not a particular. It's not a particular thing that I stand for. I just stand against stuff, and it, it tends hard to, to be the most morally obvious stuff. You know, like that. Every that everyone that everyone stands for. Fuck her. The, <laughs> fuck her. The patriarchy. <laughs> like the heavy Yorkshire accent saying patriarchy. Good job. Props to Maddie Healy. I love like making fun of male feminists and like young blood for being such a preachy. Also, I'm not, I thought you weren't supposed to do this. Like, isn't he, what is it called? White knighting? Like when he comes in and is like, I'm going to defend. Oh yeah. Minority. Like, I like thought, he's commi young blood is committing thought, a crime here as well. Right. I thought you weren't supposed to do yeah, that. Like why can't, do you don't think ice spice can stand up for herself? Oh my You're a misogynist. Classic patriarchy thinking um, they have to defend. I don't know. Why. I actually heard the term white knighting in, in an episode of the pretender from 1996 the other day probably didn't use it in the same context. Not quite, but it was it's still... It's evolved, for sure. It's, it was just interesting um, to hear even the, the term at all. Secondly, Matty Healy posted this picture of Youngblood from one of his concerts where he is sitting on a prop toilet and reading a book um, on one, this prop toilet. Which like, one is this? Is that on here? Um, I, I have it on the tab. Think it's, yeah, it's in the article. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Um, so this is like his attempt at performance artistry i suppose and maddie healy says like honestly i feel a bit responsible and i'm really sorry because maddie healy is known for doing performance art at his concerts where he like notably has eaten raw meat on stage and done push-ups in front of tvs that are playing ben shapiro videos and he's like trying to do a commentary basically on masculinity and yeah. like well, and the like, politicization of of masculinity and how you present yourself as and a man. the performative nature of pop art i mean so many of their biggest music yeah. videos the 1975 is like making fun of the fact that people make fun of them for being pop i mean there was and that for one, being effeminate yeah there's yeah. that one where he's like the clown dancing around like the carnival mm -hmm. or whatever like i do feel like in some ways his look and his brand did open the door for some people to be like oh we, we can dress like this and it can be kind of edgy and like, for people like young blood exactly essentially. that's what i'm saying like it opened yeah. the door for the industry to be like well it's working for them so we can rip it off uh, yeah i just don't think sitting on a toilet reading a book smoking a cigarette whatever he's doing is like that he's edgy. like i don't doing get it. Like, a like you're not imitation. supposed to get it he's doing a poor like, imitation of what maddie healy has what? done like you're just thinking that you're interesting but you're not yeah and also like young blood is 
like Harry Styles in that he just dresses up like a little girl on stage and expects everyone to think that it's like revolutionary, revolutionizing like gender roles and like he's literally a hero just because he wore a tennis skirt. Do you think Youngblood is actually low IQ and so his he really just wants to be famous. He wants the affirmation. He's got a crowd of people around him being like, you know, it'd be so cool and if you did this thing. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, yeah, he totally. Can't think for himself because I love the idea that we're talking brand. about a person like seriously, where we're saying, like, do you think Young Blood? And we're like referring to him like that's his name. Like, that's I mean, my I have part. no idea what his <laughs> actual name is. I'm being totally serious. Like, do you think he's low IQ? Do you think that, totally. like, part of this yeah. is the fact that he like like because Matt he's an Haley. industry plant and his branding and his image was invented by other people and if he you can't understand what they're trying to get you to represent then his you record label it. yeah whereas like maddie healy came up with his stuff himself exactly yeah so i mean honestly like do we think young bud <laughs> even wrote that tweet defending whatever her name is that yes i feel like he didn't i, I, I feel like, like he has a pr person who was like can he's you like this? i'll post for you so that he can be like better than the other effeminate males on offer right now i guess and then I just come on, British I remember man, get like it together. the only other like impression I have of Youngblood is a video of him like spitting just absolutely viscous spit on his audience. Um, Yum! It was actually disgusting. It was like if you have brothers, you know how like they pin you down and like they they put a, a spit they, like drift rope oh, down so and, in your face yeah it was like that texture of spit that he was just spit and it, okay this was like a whole controversy because a lot of underage girls go to his concerts because that is his his demographic and he's like spitting disgusting like beer all over his like child audience in the middle of a pandemic, no less. That's um, the real problem here. Which was seen as the real problem. And then That's I the also found pandemic. this other video of him from a different concert where he's like preaching to a, an audience from Finland about Uvalde. Like to make a message about a gun violence that's going to go viral in America, well, not, but to an audience of Finns. Globalist entertainment, man. They had no idea what he was talking about. So let's, I don't know if his, his speech is like super so, audible here, but. Just strange day for me. I was so excited to play tonight. But yesterday, after what happened in America, I couldn't help but cry. I couldn't help but be fucking in pain for the fucking uh, 19 children that were fucking. He literally probably had to go, the, um. 19 like which if you get any details wrong this dude has not a single impression though was or feeling spot on yeah i think part of it too is you know you're in the uk i'm sure there are european tragedies that you can talk about right like exploit you mean the manchester bombing except you can't talk about that because it was an islamist terror attack it's super easy to dunk on america like oh my gosh the world thinks we're bad with gun violence like Mm -hmm. Okay, America is bigger than all of Europe. Our states are bigger. That than was those a big countries. problem during COVID when everybody would be talking about COVID numbers. Like, look at the um, the numbers in Finland, and they're like, you know, America's like nine zillion times. You can the only size compare Finland prices, right? to like, like what Michigan. Yeah, like, like, like you have to do comparable populations here. Team. That was a very annoying part of right, COVID. Was, like, yeah. low See how IQ. much better Europeans are than America. That was this the is people, why we should be socialists. That was the people who no, were telling me like they're sense. like, look at these places where all the women yeah. run the countries. Like, we no, need more women in charge. Gosh. There's a podcast called uh, The Political Orphanage or something. I was just listening to the host talk about, like, you can't really compare healthcare 
in uh, in Europe, in these small states, to like America, because if you ask Europeans, like, do you want the EU to run all your healthcare? They're like, no, of course well, not. Well, we have we have individually. I mean, this isn't really the point of this podcast. Like, I'm from Minnesota, where we had our own like Minnesota Care healthcare program. If you were low, if you were but, low income, right? For whatever reason, like you can't expect Europeans to understand the difference, which I think is like rude to the Europeans. With this guy, like saying, I am so upset about like. Yeah, loss of human life is very serious and very sad, but like this is not sincere. You though. are not doing anything. Nobody's looking state. at this Here, dude and play, thinking he actually cares. Play, play the rest of this video. It's just, it's too good. He beats his chest. You know, you know, you know he rehearsed this beforehand. Yeah, yeah. In Florida, I mean Texas. It isn't your problem because you're on the other side of the world. To the we believe you children. But the other thing is, like, he doesn't. I love the thirteen-year-old girls just being like. Those are the same people who are saying like, why can't Israel and Palestine just get along? Well, he's saying like, oh, this generation (laughs) is like the hope, right? He's not acknowledging that the shooter was of this generation. He doesn't acknowledge that this shooter was of the generation that he's saying is the hope of the world. Like, what are you doing? You obviously haven't analyzed the situation at all. This generation is so unequipped to solve any problems. Actually, because we can. Because we fucking can. It's just dumb. And nothing changes. Because Mitch McConnell and 50 <laughs> Oh no. Can then all these Finnish girls are like, who is Mitch McConnell? Also, Mitch but Mc- I'm clapping. Also, Mitch McConnell is like, who is any of these people? Where is Finland? Mitch McConnell is like, who is Youngblood? <laughs> His granddaughter is trying to explain to him, like, Youngblood, talk to His, like, like great so granddaughter weird. at this point. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Also, like, can he name one single member of British Parliament? That's what bothers uh, me the most. Like, oh, it's no. so easy for him to be like, I heard this guy Mitch McConnell's bad. <laughs> name one member of British Parliament, Youngblood. Name three of Mitch McConnell's songs, the, I dare the, you. The Tell is, me what state Mitch McConnell is The problem from. is, is like, I agree, Mitch McConnell's <laughs> awful. But, you but not for your memorable. reasons. <laughs> No, but he couldn't tell you what part of government Mitch McConnell's in. He couldn't tell you it's what state he's literally, from. Literally, it's like that video of Billie Eilish where uh. she's like, Fuck Brett Kavanaugh! <laughs> <laughs> and all of the... She probably can tell you what office Brett I mean, Kavanaugh is I mean, at least she's seen. from the same country. Well, I think you could probably say, like, he's trying to be a Supreme Court justice. Like, if yeah. you ask Youngblood who is Brett Kavanaugh, I know he'd be like, in what oh, is he he's a skater? Fucking, you know, he had that uh, with Matt Healy. I hate him. It's cooler if Mitch McConnell actually listens to Youngblood and then deletes his music off his phone because he's like, I'm not listening. I'm like, standing he, against he, he like he's like he's like, well, you were on my Spotify rap playlist this year. <laughs> now you're not. Like you're not gonna be on my spot on my Mitch McConnell Spotify rap next year because <laughs> because you blamed me for Uvalde. You know I how mean, is this how is this not cringe of the day? This should have been cringe of the day. But it's old. Right? This is from a little while. No, ago. Yeah, this this was from a while ago. But you know, I'm sure he'll give you another cringe of the day soon. This dramatic music. They in the never say yes. anything. They never actually Speak. say any words. Let him cook. <laughs> they never actually have any words to say. This is one of those the things that I talk about a lot. Is like they just say things that sound good, but don't say anything at all. Yeah. They say slogans from did signs. He, did he donate the proceeds of this concert to the Uvalde Relief Fund? No. Like he used it as a talking point. <laughs> 
to make himself look better, to generate more social influence and definitely financial influence, and then did nothing about the problem that apparently he's so concerned about. Like, that's what gets me, and I don't think anyone should look past that point. I just never want to hear anyone else from the UK talking about American gun violence ever. Mm -hmm. Like it's, we, he's like, they might tell us it's not our business because we're on the other side of the world. No, and I'm like, yes, it's literally none of your business. Sure, and if you care about violence, talk about <laughs> rising knife crimes in the UK, but you're not going to do that. Because right. Or shut the to fuck say, up and sing your music, Chud. That's not like, an option, Brett. That, like dance, monkey, just do your job. Yeah. Um, also, I he heard that about knife violence. I'm I'm okay with it, but <laughs> I heard that a member of his audience, on whom he he spat beer, got an ear infection from. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like that story from Warped Tour where Christopher Drew like gave someone a water bottle because they were about to have a heat stroke, and then they got like herpes from him or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just these people are gross and insincere and preachy and woke, and I'm tired of them and maybe i don't agree with maddie healy on most things but his impression was spot on so and funny. these people should be called out and mocked mercilessly because you you simply don't know what you're talking about and you're preaching so that teenage girls will applaud you i stand by tell me what state mitch mccall is from young blood be funny if he I knows. Can. He genuinely can. wondering, please. He knows all of it, and he's like, he's at, he's at, he's actually mad because he I used to be Mitch McConnell's it. biggest fan. He's a pronouns in bio, like fake emo it's, pop punk wannabe edge lord. It's gonna be cooler if one day we find out that all of them are just like really like far right and they're actually just no, acting it, it will not be funny Ugh. because speak your actual values it would be more interesting if you were far right i'm more it of a nihilist so fascinating if you were far right and was just openly in in sweden talking or finland uh, or wherever talking about it like, he's like i love nick Fuentes. It, oh they, my are, gosh. they are picking the safe things to say right saying oh. america has bad gun violence is the global talking point no one actually cares i mean i they say they care they do nothing about it like you should mm -hmm. talk about crime in your own country if you are so so concerned with it right yeah. more recently there was a death of a trans teenager named brianna gay i think yeah yeah um and he had of course a tweet saying um utterly heartbroken about the death of 16 year old brianna gay protect trans kids every day fight relentlessly what does that anti-trans sentiment and legislations being pushed on by our heinous government rest in peace and like I don't even know if you're, are we like talking about the same government? And what, what, what sent, okay, actually the sentiment one is kind of broad, I get it. What policies are you talking about? And like, what do you actually mean? And the, the whole protect them every day thing, it's like, protect I'm so trans kids. Protect out all kids. But apparently. also, but only the way we tell you to protect yeah, them. Yeah, only the right? way that we say is acceptable. He, he, if I mean, you don't want them to get to fair, irreversible they're, they're medical procedures, you're no, not protecting you're them. them. Yeah, you're they're, harming them. These are pop artists who are playing <laughs> lowest common denominator music to the lowest common denominator of audience. Sure. So it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. It's like, I still believe. To this day, I believe that the death of hipster uh, of hipster culture came because nobody was willing to wear a MAGA hat, ironically. And one of these people needs to wear be ironic and, and start bringing like ironic right wing talking points into their act. Well, I mean, that's kind of what Matty Healy is. That's a little to bit do, what he's honestly. doing. Yeah. Like, he makes a lot of music that has like lyrics critical of 
like the leftists yeah. and basically like people I, like young blood i just get tired of like the political talking point right like yeah. do something more than read the random headlines and say like oh this politics said this like think critically about the philosophies that you find like important like th read about theology the make some that. point go to original source material and room and produce your own thought don't just say i know this is bad and so therefore i'm i'm more heartbroken than you could even understand about it because i'm such a good person well like, it's like what i was saying about joaquin phoenix he's not saying his own words because he's not actually not doing any are. of the research into it so all right let's get some we got some super chats there all right um, South of Angels said, I didn't know Slavic was a color bread. Uh, accord, yes. Uh, this is Tim's favorite talking point. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. So you don't have to worry about that. It was like the, was like the National Coalition of Colored People yeah, has officially said. recognized Slavic people as a, a, a group of color. But I want to know if Slavic people recognize the National Coalition of Colored Like, are they saying like, okay, cool, we're in it? Or are they like, no, we don't want to be a part of your group? Like, what if after all this, like the UN invites Ukraine and they're like, you know what, we don't even want to be part of your group anymore no but i just mean like if you're slavic do you see and you're like i see myself as white and they're like no but you're a minority are you like no i'm white i don't i don't see myself as any it's so weird dude like maybe it's just like the way i was raised but i don't like i i just always thought of myself as an american i i didn't really have strong that was Meghan markle before she went to the uk i didn't have strong <laughs> like like i'm polish and croatian and i like other than having a grandparent that listened to polka I don't really have a strong connection to anything other than the American traditions that were part of my family. Mm -hmm. I don't think of the other stuff. It just doesn't really resonate with me. I understand that it does with other people and they have very strong connections well, to their heritage. It just wasn't part I of my I would wonder existence. because a lot of like common American traditions are actually rooted in European culture that like in some ways you are in touch with mm -hmm. it more than you recognize. Perhaps. Probably, yeah. In the chat, somebody says, how are Slavs colored? No idea, man. I'm just um, telling you what the truth because is. Because they I need just... more people in the minority group. So they brought in Brett. <laughs> I just <laughs> sent you the video that I was looking for before of Youngblood like spitting on his fans um, but apparently there are so many videos of him doing this to choose from that I wasn't able to find it he does this all the time it's disgusting I don't want to watch that yeah okay. do we show this to people I don't want to watch this no nah, don't show people it's, they can look it up on their gross. own yeah but like there's like a, a wealth of content of Youngblood just spitting on his fans who are usually at least a decade younger than him. Really weird. Chris Noski said they should cast Hannah Claire for the next Fast and Furious movie as the villain trying to take it all away. Ooh. But does that mean we're breaking the fourth wall where like Hannah Claire knows that it's a film franchise, but the characters don't? Would it be funny if I was in a Fast and Furious and I don't even watch it? That, hey, yeah. well, or no, who's the- there Probably an... actually Brie Larson. You know? There was an actress who was in Avatar The Way of Water who said it was filmed so long ago she thought it already came out and bombed. That's funny. <laughs> the That's lady funny. plays the general. The, the one annoying diversity hire character who just doesn't look like a general at all. I don't all. think she's a diversity hire. She's a frumpy I mean, looking lady who does not look like a general. Maybe in today's world she might a general, be a general. She's a general because they have this like General insane, frumpy. They have this insane technology that literally makes you like a bionic human. So everyone is on an equal playing field. You literally are operating a giant robot body that could destroy someone. Your logical explanation has no hold over me. General Frumpy. That's what we're calling her from now on. That's like Angela Merkel. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Bert Fegg said, My girlfriend wanted a romantic night at the drive-in. I spent most 
of the night trying to find out what car she was in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. Sorry, buddy. Hope Do you listen okay. to the band at the drive-in? That's the real question. Do you listen to the band at the drive-in? And if you haven't listened to the song Quarantine, it was what I listened to for the fo- for the first, like, it's one of my favorite songs. And it kind of like re-entered the rotation when COVID, when COVID happened. I must have said COVID like a Canadian there. COVID. 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 <laughs> uh, when COVID don't happened. A Canadian or a cool. Minnesotan. Uh, I don't have an, a Minnesotan yeah. accent. I do not. Yeah. I do How, not. Wait, okay, what are the differences? I though? have no idea. I, there are, there it's all over-exaggerated like people who have seen the movie Sorry, Fargo. Sorry, what do you put yeah. your groceries in when you're leaving the store? What? A big. A bag? Isn't Is it guys? like a bag or something or if you're dragon. in Wisconsin? A bag? It's Minnesota <laughs> bag. too, I think. Bag. Yeah. Also, like, I had a roommate who was from Wisconsin and she said, um, instead of root, she said root. Yeah, a lot of people say rut. What? Oh, and in the chat, I have to point this out. Doomed says, didn't Triple H spit on his fans? Yes, that was like the first thing I asked when COVID happened. I said, how the hell will Triple H do his entrance where he gets on the ring apron and spits the water out if he can't anymore? But then he got sick and now he can't. He can't. He doesn't do like he doesn't perform like in ring anymore. He's just, he's an on screen personality, but he doesn't actually like that was part of his in ring entrance when he's about to have a match. So he doesn't do that anymore. But hopefully he can. Uh, come back one day and it won't give people COVID. Last COVID. of my kind said, when you pick the money, uh, when you pick up the money, do you put the bills face up? I do not organize. Hannah Claire organizes. I, I organize, organize them while I'm sitting here, like when they're on my desk. I also but it, when like, I'm like cleaning mm. up, if I'm subbing for Mary, like I just put them in a stack and they go on the yeah. table. I also like how like the, There's whole, no time. the whole point of this camera is so that it would show like all of the, the bills when it's done, but Hannah Claire's organized it all so it won't look very impressive do today. Do you want me to throw them on the ground? <laughs> She's done. To, well, no, if no, only no. we had had that on episode 300. I know, right? When it was a disaster zone in here. Yes. Yeah. Megan Lee Daigle said, Happy Mardi Gras, PCC. Thanks for all you'll all y'all do. Is it Mardi Gras right now? Awesome. It's also Fat Tuesday or Shrove Tuesday, whatever you want to call it. I don't yeah. even know what that is. It's like you get shriven, you go to confession. Oh. <clears throat> what's yeah. what's shriv? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Getting getting shriven means like that you that you are like absolved of your sins. Oh, okay. So it's like Maybe you I go to confession, but you also like eat a ton of Cajun food. Oh, right on. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it does. Darius Harvey said, "Y'all just started." Recap. <laughs> Hashtag James's PV. Uh, he says hash. So James's Project Veritas. It's very relevant to this. Hey, J- what? The the number one thing I thought of it had nothing to do with politics. I said, "Where the hell am I going to get my show tunes from now?" That's with true. no. James O'Keefe. Well, maybe you'll get more of them now oh, that he has extra time on his hands. Don't threaten me with a good time. Let's let's go. It's like, a blessing in disguise. Like, the real the <laughs> real question is: Is he going to? Are, will he ever come back on? And will we get to hear Oligarchy live? And is that owned by Project Veritas Ooh, or is yeah. that owned by James O'Keefe? I question. need to know because I I saw that list. They, like one of the things that they used to get him out of there was like he like used DJ equipment for personal use or something like that. It just uh, that list of stuff they got him on was like minuscule. That's so made up. It was so fake. Matt's Sbox Emporium said birds aren't real. I have ever told you a story when I used to work for a, a call center. I was there very briefly, and there was like a the the place where you do the calls, and there was like an there was like office workers as well who did general administrative stuff, and there was the most straight laced normal guy suit and suit and tie to work every day. 
looked like 2.5 kids drove a minivan and he had a huge birds aren't real sticker on in his cubicle and i could never figure out if it was a joke or not that's well, it, it must be a joke right when i uh one of my favorite memes from the beginning of quarantine when we all like locked down or whatever we were doing uh, was a picture of a bunch of birds on what must be solar panels, like in the ocean, and they're like, they want us inside so the birds can recharge. <laughs> I just can't think about that all the time. I always look for pictures for birds yeah, landing yeah. on them now. Incredible. Halls and the kids said, "Birds aren't real. Space is fake. Math is a scam." Well, I mean, Common Core math. Common Core, core math seems crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past the CIA to have fake birds. If I do, but if I some do. birds are real for sure. <laughs> I feel like they have some real birds and then the they mix CIA them in with the like, flock. Right. Yeah. They're like, this is an easy way to find people. People don't suspect the birds. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore said, to a large extent, people value human connection far too much. That's why they pay for simulacra, games, thoughts, super chats. I mean, is that too much or is that just... See, I think people yeah. want human connection and pay for it so that they only get it in the capacity they want. Right? On their right. terms. They want on their if you've terms. already lost interest in the real thing, you're coping and getting a simulacra. Right, and there. they can't take any accountability to like, maybe they interact negatively with people. Like maybe the things they, that they do are dude. unpleasant for people. Like Everyone else is want, a narcissist. People only want adoration, right? Yep. Like people only want to hear like the thing, your ideas are good and whatever mm-hmm. else. And like the best part about true human connections is to have people who like hold you accountable and who help you become a better person. There's nothing like, I, I wish I could do an entire segment on the things on Instagram that annoy me. Cause the, it's- It would get it's, you in such a bad it's mood. It's stuff like that where it's like, uh, learning to get rid of the narcissist from my life, it, it, it's always, I'm like, what, did they, like, say something, like, did they- toxic did they, people yeah. out of your life, like, a.k.a. anyone who holds you accountable for your decisions. Your dad's like, maybe you should go to college. You dad. Or, like, or, like, if someone says no to you, it's like, well, they didn't want me to. Like, to my thrive. manager at Starbucks misgendered me. <laughs> even even that's, toxic people out of your even life. Even that's like a more general. It's, it's even. It's usually worse than that. It's like it's like it's like yeah. It's like your parents like are like, oh, uh, maybe sitting around playing video games all day isn't the best thing for you to do. Look. They don't understand me cutting toxic people out of my life. Cutting toxic narcissists. It's always they call everyone a narcissist. It's. Projection. But in some ways, narcissism is more rampant in our society I it's think, a, than, than in times past because we. But we the people see saying narcissism. that are narcissists. Yeah, definitely. Like for sure. it's it's narcissist inception. Also, I think they don't understand what toxic people means, yeah. right? Like someone who says like, "No, I'm not just going to go along with whatever you want because I'm afraid of upsetting you." That doesn't make them toxic. It just yeah. makes them maybe someone who doesn't share all your values or who has a different perspective. Yep. Luis Aguilar said the narcissism vanity economy is in full swing. Yep, that is 110% true. Matt's Sbox Emporium said, I declare no balls on Brett's theater excursion. <gasps> Look, I mean, I don't know any single women. Like, like you, they said, like, women go to the theater to see romantic comedies together. I've yet to see that when we go to the theater. It tends to be people... Um, but coupled we're in off. a rom-com drought, though. I mean, I don't we're even in know. a rom-com and chick flick drought. Horror movies might be your best bet. They need to start releasing a one big action movie and one big chick flick at the same time, and get all of the single people well, together it's, and go. Op- Oppenheimer is not necessarily an action movie, but it's definitely going to be like male skewed. And then the Barbie movie is coming out the same day. I'm going this to is see the perfect Oppenheimer. Day this to is use your the opportunity. I'm going to see Oppenheimer. Mary's going to go see Barbie. approach a girl who is walking into Barbie <laughs> okay, and yeah. use the, the pickup line. It's like, perfect. 
Oh, by two, uh, like the, the goal will be to like you see. You want to see can, Oppenheimer? Yeah, after? like to see if you can. Or like, <laughs> you can, like if you can get her to not see Barbie, but go see Oppenheimer. That would I don't be the know if you're going to convince her not to no, go I to Barbie. I think you just want to get her phone number so you can maybe contact her, go get some coffee. Like, it's not to make her change her movie choice. It's to, you know. It would be a flex if you could get her to change her movie choice, though. So she would go with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's borderline kidnapping. What are we doing here? <laughs> Caper2x said, Ladies, Brett is begging for a wing woman. Help him. I, I am not begging. You don't understand. I can lead the horse to water, but if he'll hit on a girl, it's not in, under my control. I can go to the movies with Brett, <laughs> but if he was actually going to use this amazing pickup line, it's up to him. Potatoes mm -hmm. mm -hmm. for Seamus said, Hey, Mary, are you a snack? Because I totally can sneak you into a movie theater. Where's my money, Brett? And Hannah Claire, thank you. <laughs> now, now I'm you picturing... have to do it in real life to really earn the bet. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm picturing like uh, sneaking someone into a movie theater with like the trench coat thing with like the they yeah, stack they people stack on them. their shoulders. When I was in high school, <laughs> there was like a really cheap movie theater and it was just, it was pretty close to a grocery store. So we used to kill time, like yeah. go buy stuff in the grocery store and then like stuff it up our sweatshirts. And the, the poor workers who were there must have hated yeah. us. So clearly we're, we're carrying like a family sized <laughs> box of Lucky Charms. Yeah. Like, like I feel why like, are you square? <laughs> we're just, like, keep are you in. body shaming me? <laughs> or like going in with like an entire like drive through McDonald's meal and being like, I don't know why I smell like fries. No I've done it. They can like hear the ice in the Coke. Ugh, I cannot wait to get Chick-fil-A later. My last hurrah before Lent. Mm -hmm. uh, Sketch Therapy said, Tim Pool builds businesses, jobs, and supports education economically. Holly Weird pretends being paid to do their job a representation helps others. It doesn't. Like, I, I mean, most of it is, is like, a, it's kind of for their own ego, right? Like, one of the things that I didn't mention earlier, like, beyond the BAFTAs, like you mentioned, like, they have their own award shows. There are hundreds of articles written every year about these luncheons and these and these like events that they go to where they just jerk each other off and tell everyone how ah, you're so great and they say oh my god no you're so great will you please just jerk me off yes i would love to mr diversity equity and inclusion officer <laughs> it's freaking aw i hate those articles. more than anything i hate those articles where they just talk about how great they are to one another paper mm -hmm. 2x said until they need our tanks planes and missiles yeah, well, I mean, that's the, the long and the short of it, right? Like, you're allowed to have your socialized medicine because <laughs> we defend you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I okay, Rhaegar, I stand with James O'Keefe Targaryen, said celebrities are clowns. Also, it's important to point out that Cocaine Mitch is not the biggest supporter of Second Amendment in the GOP. No, he's established. He's awful. But we obviously are critical of Mitch McConnell for like different reasons. No, but than what's interesting is Youngblood. Youngblood has been like, I hear them say this name sometime and I know he's in the wrong party, so I'll say it. Like there's no <laughs> yeah, analysis, exactly. there's no nuance. <laughs> he's in wrong <laughs> color party. Actually, to be honest, if we could get cocaine Mitch into cocaine bear, I would be okay with that. Like if, if he got to play like he won Who an wins award, in a fight, Mitch McConnell or Cocaine or, or Bear. Or Cocaine Bear. Like somebody else mentioned the other day, like, are they gonna have like uh, like, a, like I want the um, rabid drug-induced, the drug-induced rabid animal cinematic universe where they just make movies about animals. Cocaine that, bear like, takes DC. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> uh, but it's like it doesn't have to be bears. Like, it could be all sorts of other, other ones. It could be like, it, like um, I was like Xanax zebras. We could have like all sorts. Like, where I they want, just pass out. Yeah, I want drugged out pigeons because they can take on the cities. Like, they can like start cracking the windows open. It could be made in high the, rises. Made in the vein of birds uh, of like Hitchcock's Hitchcock's birds. We could do that. Yeah. Um, he also said Youngblood stole his name from the rap duo. Yep. Uh, they spell it differently, though. Well, yeah. Youngblood gets a pass, I guess, because it's 
Y-U-N-G-B-L-U-D. It also reminded me of a rapper named Young One, like an Atlanta rapper that who spells his name like young is now a thing with y-u-n-g yeah. young young one was from ages ago mm-hmm. young gravy and lil it, like lil was a big thing for a long time lil is still a thing yeah but not as much as like young is coming into vogue like, like and then there i mean there i mean there's big pun like, uh, big. like, like you're either lil or big like, or young like, there's no medium is there old uh probably someone, there probably is someone should be using this yep. um lloyd good luck I don't know if I said that right. Um, gave us a dollar without a message. Thank you. Rhaegar, I stand with James Keefe Targaryen, said, most actors don't watch their own content. Also, Hannah Claire, we live in the age where people brag about not reading books or anything scary. Uh, it's crazy out there, man. The, um, is that true that they, they brag about not like reading stuff? brag about all kinds of things. I've heard people know. brag about like well I don't I don't read books or like uh you know just anything to say like I I'm not I'm norm. fun and quirky for being disconnected from society that's like when people say I don't listen to pop like oh who is this singer I have no idea like and that legitimately happens like because for a long time I didn't drive so I just didn't listen to the radio mm-hmm. but there's so many people where if you go out of your way to say it in a conversation you're saying it because you want to like say like look at me I so don't know what's going on mm-hmm. I'm so not a star. or like you're you're into mainstream pop <laughs> stuff and I am just too artsy for I'm life. so okay I'm still gonna brag about my love for DC 101.1 because I just love Elliot in the morning so much and it makes me feel connected to the locals. You know? Do you feel like part of the crowd? To what's going on. There you go. <laughs> Keeps me up to date on, on <laughs> like Gotta get them on the latest someday. food trends. and <laughs> I love the norminess of it. How normy it is. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Evan King said, Mary and Hannah, once you're done with Harry Potter and Fast and Furious, will you binge the seven Police Academy movies? Who's Hannah? Do you know who Hannah is? Hannah. Whoever's yeah. watching the Police Academy movies, I guess. Is, <laughs> Han- is Hannah in the room with think, us right now? I think you have to remember the backstory on all of this, which is like we hit crisis party goals. So it's not like we're, only we're just doing this for fun. We yeah. like, instead of Lent, we were like, you know, let's set ourselves a goal and like watch these things. Like, I think, I think many challenges are on the table but they come with that crisis crisis party goal mm-hmm. dumbledurp said according to my insta bio i'm not a narcissist perfect high voltage 75 said money mess money mess gun go burr haha clean it up piggies mwahaha sorry not sorry we're not even at the we got aren't you part. guys doing the pay pigging though the, like and we haven't even gotten the third crisis party yet so i don't know what they're talking about yeah we need a third crisis party we're literally a millimeter away from it but it, we do have to pick it all up that is true <laughs> yes rascal king said also, the Rascal King wants to know if it's gaslighting for him to say Happy Wednesday when it's actually Wednesday where he is. Ooh, a time zone gaslighting. That's oh, impressive. I, I didn't even think, think so. about that. I think that's you being accurate. Yep. Mm-hmm. DJ Freak Juice said, what's up at an internet cafe? <laughs> Quick health question before my AOL CD <laughs> runs out. Is a diet of Dunkaroos and Zima healthy? Asking for a friend. <laughs> so 90s. I think so. I think so. I feel like that's real. Dude, there's there's this great um, 
Instagram guy who it's called like SC voiceovers or something like that. And he does all these like best and worst snacks. Like that's his thing. He did the one chip challenge and stuff like that, but it's mostly him like listing like five best school lunches you ate. And it's like a, flashback because everybody ate like the same thing like you look at the picture that's on google and it looks exactly like the one that was in your freaking lunchroom yeah. like the pizza they show you on google looks like they came into your freaking high school and company? took a picture of it cinco or cisco yeah or whatever. something like, like that like one company makes all the school lunches oh. also for prisons and, he, and, he, uh, and michelle obama was like i'm having none of this <laughs> and uh I think he, they paid her off in the end that they campaign did, seemed yeah. to go nowhere mm-hmm. but he uh he talked recently about like, the five most overrated snacks of the 90s and one of them on there was definitely Dunkaroos. What is that? It's like basically like a, a bland. I've not heard of that or Zima. Uh, Zima, Zima is a non-alcoholic like beer. beer. Yeah. I only know about it because there's a Gilmore Girls. Kids would drink it. that. No. Uh, like the the only thing I remember about Zima is there was an episode of WWE where the acolytes who were playing a character called the Acolyte Protection Agency, where they just play poker and drink, run out of beer, and they keep all their beer in like a filing cabinet, and they go all the way to the bottom, and then finally they open the bottom and goes. <laughs> How about a Zima? And they have like Zima non-alcoholic beer at the bottom. And that was like the ba That's funny. The 90s, man. It was great. So a Dunkaroo is just a bland cookie. It's like a, and you like, like a, dip it in frosting or something, Yeah, right? it was it just, yeah, it was gross. Like, I mean, I, I liked it, but you know, you're a kid. Like you like it. Well, that's sugar that's what sugar. people in the UK call a biscuit. But, right. Uh, basically, it's yeah. only It's only for dipping things. But I thought they were more like animal crackers. Or like They're saying Zima. Snacks. Oh, Zima had like, but nobody drank Zima. Like, I thought nobody drank Zima. It was like a beer marketed for women. It was alcoholic, and then they stopped making it. But now then it became this, like, kind of legendary 90s product. Yeah, now they're saying Zima is malt liquor. Ugh. Hmm. What is beer for women now? White Claw. White Claw? True. Yeah. Yes. X, oh, sorry, Chris Noski said, Lifetime and Hallmark and that Candice Bur- Bray channel are nothing but rom-coms. We're not in a drought. <laughs> Yeah, those I mean, are in theaters. We're definitely not seeing rom coms in theaters. Yep. Yeah, I think they're getting direct release because people are afraid to put it well, in theaters. Because I was a Jennifer Lopez J- one. J-Lo has two, and I heard someone who was like, "Look, yes, it's a rom com, but it's really good for. It's like, the, it hits all the hallmarks of like high." Like peak rom com requirements, and I think okay. we just don't put them in the theaters right now. I've, They're on; they go straight to streaming. I've also heard that the Sandra Bullock one with Channing Tatum was good. <laughs> lost, lost uh, something know. or other that like it was. It was like a action rom com. Apparently, that was good. Okay. Um, X said it would help him if one of you were there. She'd be less likely to think he's a threat if a female friend is giggling in the background. Sanctioned. I'm glad that somebody could think is of me as a threat. True? That is fantastic. I'm glad. Well, you know. I feel like any dude who just comes up to you and like, yeah, you're always on guard a little bit. That's just normal. That's yeah. Healthy. You're like on guard. Well, so I, I don't a... know if a, a girl laughing at you basically would help. Well, I feel like the girl will then be like, "Why are you laughing?" Like, I have a disarming charisma. Don't worry. I totally. Think this could he totally has happen. What they call an unspoken riz, folks. That's exactly. <laughs> um. But how unspoken can it be if you're going to say a pickup line like that? That's, that is the conundrum um, <laughs> here, Mary. <laughs> Bobcat said, I'll see your cocaine bear and raise you an army of undead meth weasels. Oh my God, no, let's go! I'm not playing D&D. Why do you ask? Dude, let's 
go meth weasels like that or meth monkeys i'm down for both but like, we don't have true stories to base that like on. or fentanyl ferrets like, cocaine bear is funny because you know it actually real, happened yeah. yeah but it started that way it doesn't need to go that way forever just spin it no, off no i think it would be better if we became aware of like all these types of animals that are affected by drug smuggling in america like, there has to be if that's like, how we bring awareness to this problem like, let's my, do it my original idea was like what they need to do is they need to merge it with the sharknado universe with tara reed and make a cocaine shark one because how many how many times do Colombian drug lords drop cocaine into the ocean, right? Like uh, out of their planes uh, or mm-hmm. submersible vehicles. We need one where a shark breaks into a submersible underwater yeah. and gets just doped up on coke and then goes off and, and then it, it spearheads with the Titanic and uh, like it's it would be incredible. Like we could do this. I'll and write then the script. Avatar. And then Avatar. Let's yeah. go. James Cameron would get all over that. I'm down. Bert Fegg said, Brett, say out and about in the car to the bar, the Canadian test. Out and about in the car to the bar. But like I feel Canadian. like you tried oh. to resist it. I out. don't. Or maybe he wants you to say it like how out, it naturally No, is. I feel like he's resisting. Out and about in the aware. car to the bar. Like that's, I don't know any other way to say it. Yeah. Trying to subdue your I'm like, Minnesotan I'm, roots. I, like, would it be oot in a boot? I don't freaking know. <laughs> no, it's the like, it's the out AG bo- sound. That's what Minnesotans like stress in a way that's unusual i can't i can't like that's uh, i said it the way i said it that's me carnell said we're not worthy ironically sounds a lot like crisis party i didn't notice that that's perfect that that is perfect we're not worthy we're not worthy all right got hannah claire thank you so much guys thanks for having me it's been a been a fun Tuesday. That's how you know what day of the week it is. If yep. I'm here, then it is you're 100% helping us stay Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, we, keep, we, we, we count our days of the week by who is on the show. So when there's like a change in the schedule, let the gaslighting begin. Yeah, so seriously. Let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at hannahclara.b. You can find me on Twitter at hcremo. You should 110% follow at TimCastNews on Twitter and on Instagram. It's the best. You can see the work from me, Chris Burtman, some other people who sometimes come on the show. Uh, yeah. Anyways, thanks for having me. That was yeah. an excellent outro. I'm working on it. Working on it. Mary, where can they find you? You can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived. And if you want to send me hate on Twitter, that is also Mary Archived. I'm working on my presence on MySpace, Parlor, <laughs> Truth Social. I'll Friendster? get there eventually. Uh, well, Friendster doesn't have a revival yet, but we'll see. Maybe Live Journal too. Ooh, let's yeah. go with the Live Journal. Mm-hmm. Yes says Brett. No Stairway Denied was played wrong by Mike Myers because of Led Zeppelin struck copyrights. What I heard was that in the theater version of Wayne's World, they played uh, like Stairway to Heaven regular, but then they wouldn't commit to the rights to Stairway to Heaven for the home video rights, so they had to change it mm-hmm. in post. I don't know if that's true, but that's. That's what I heard. Guys, if you would like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brett Dasovic. The show is here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you would like to listen to this show, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. And if you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Twitter at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram at PopCultureCrisisPod. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.